Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, my name is Matt Mayer, a.k.a. The Implications, columnist of the Imps Adventure series on LawsOfPain.net, and your perfect everything host right here on LOP Radio. Uh, this week, once again, I am planned to be joined by Bern. He's currently stuck trying to get home from work, so fingers crossed. Bloody Pacific time, trying to work with GMT. <laughs> it has these issues now and then. But anyway, uh, so today we're going to be talking about the 2019 WWE Superstar Shakeup going through all of the changes from Raw to uh, to uh, SmackDown and SmackDown to Raw, and NXT got caught up as well and 205 Live. I've got the list up on LOP, uh, on LOP, the list up, up on WWE.com, and I have had my own column up on LOP, that's what I was trying to get to, uh, talking about the shake-up already, kind of going through my initial reactions in a way a bit negative, <laughs> I'll be honest, I had more fun making the Photoshop image for it <laughs> with Cartoon Me making the Superstar Shake-Up sign all cartoonized. <laughs> so that's what I did on my Wednesday. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yes, so uh, whilst we wait for Burn, I will just quickly go through my thoughts. Uh, if you Again, if you've read my column, you kind of know this already, but do uh, he- I do recommend heading over to uh, LordsOfPain.net and reading my thoughts on it, because it's probably more eloquent than listening to me talk, which is <laughs> really a weird thing to say on the podcast. But yes, so my uh, initial reaction, and I'm assuming you get this from the title of the show, of yeah, me calling this uh, episode of this podcast, WWE Shakes Up for Fox, that was the impression I got. After watching SmackDown and after seeing Raw, my impression pretty much was that this was really to get SmackDown set up for Fox and everything's going to happen with all that jazz. <laughs> so, uh, with the big mega deal, I think starting in September, SmackDown was kind of in the need of not being seen as the B-show. So that's kind of been... It's, it's Really, this was them shaking the B-show moniker. Uh, I put a question towards the end of the column asking, like, was this SmackDown becoming the flagship? As in, this is WWE, if they have a flagship show, it was Raw, has it now become SmackDown? Or... Is it just the beefed up SmackDown kind of be on par with Monday Night Raw? Because Monday Night Raw still got its, what, 27 year history of being the A show, the flagship uh, carrying show for uh, WWE. And this could elevate SmackDown to being on that same level. Because Fox aren't going to, they didn't pay $1 billion for a B show, <laughs> which is <laughs> a pretty deep laden, I think it's to say. So this is really WWE. Setting that up so it no longer is a B show. You've got two strong shows. The issue with WWE, have, it's, it's really weird. <laughs> it's been a, a, pat, a recurring pattern. But ever since the brand split 2.0, there's been a weird trend that only one of the shows can be good. I don't quite see this. <laughs> I don't know why this is a thing. But we after the initial brand split, uh, Raw was a bit difficult to watch with uh, Kevin Owens, Jericho and Roman Reigns matches forever. 
And then SmackDown was kicking ass with AJ Styles uh, in his heel run, uh, Dean Ambrose with his face of the promote, of the uh, brand run. Uh, you got G- John Cena in there as well, the advising stars coming up. It was an exciting show, like, especially like The Miz and his stuff with Daniel Bryan, amazing. Dolph Ziggler's storyline in, in relation to The Miz, again, amazing. So SmackDown, brilliant, more, ugh. Then 2017 hit, suddenly Jinder Mahal becomes champion, SmackDown becomes the pit. It, at the same time, every other character loses uh, character arcs and story progression. AJ Styles is now cookie-cutter face. <laughs> like his feud with Kevin Owens doesn't really go anywhere, and they do weird things with it, which will be a trend going forward. But then Monday Night Raw, suddenly you have Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman rising, Brock Lesnar going in those big matches as well. Uh, Finn Balor was able to come back and slowly into the fray. It was it suddenly, and of course, uh, yeah, Seth Rollins coming back. He had Dean Ambrose who <laughs> um, got in drafted. Suddenly, yeah, Monday Night Raw was a really strong show <laughs> and totally worth <laughs> watching and investing in. 2018 hits, swaps again, <laughs> which is <laughs> insane. <laughs> and it, and whenever I feel like whenever Monday Night Raw got the attention with like the Shield versus what well, like Dogs of War, if I'm right, we got those two interacting with each other. That one for me, Monday Night Raw was at a strength, and SmackDown now and then dipped in quality, or they'd have fine shows. The only difference being that for this run into this year's WrestleMania, both brands were pretty similar. Raw was still pretty difficult to watch because of the three-hour thing. However, both of both shows, their main storyline, I would say one wasn't weaker than the other because they were almost identical. <laughs> they didn't they didn't muck up well, one story and then nail another story. They nailed both stories because essentially it was the same story, which is a different connotation of the context coming off of it. I'm talking about uh, Becky Lynch's story and then Kofi Kingston's story. There's amazing memes of like Simpsons yeah, Simpsons memes and things to say that no, no no we're not the same. See subtle differences. <laughs> subtle differences. We're not the same. They're, just, yeah, they're very, very similar stories <laughs> going into that. Um, very, you can make lots of parallels and things with uh, Becky Lynch's stories and Kevin uh, Kingston's stories. But there were like huge connotations and com- context. Contextually, they were different. <laughs> but again, on the surface, very similar. But that brings me to this year's Shake Up, 2019 Shake Up. And we're at a point where something had to be done because of Fox's mega deal. That's so a we to get set up for that. Like, no, this is not a fight back against uh, the potentially upcoming AEW on whatever network they turn upon. Uh, again, the rumours are still flying around of which network it's going to be, but they're networks I've heard of, and I'm not American, so that's normally a good sign. <laughs> they're the names floating about. Again, grain of salt, all rumours. <laughs> but um, I'm just a point. <laughs> My point being, I don't feel like WWE's changes with this to set up for the upcoming year have anything to do with that. For me, it's the Fox deal. Fox want a strong show. They don't want a B show. They want an A show. So what we're going to see is either SmackDown jumping up to the level of Raw. I fear that could mean a jump to three hours, (laughs) if that's the case. It's like, oh, I mean, I might have have to not... I might have to go purely to YouTube, which a lot of people have already done. But I might have to full-on stop watching the television and just jump to YouTube, watch the segments I want to watch, which means I won't hear theme songs. Oh, such a weird thing. Do we we own the right to those themes that they have made? However, they're not on. I mean, it's just to cut them down in time, probably. For me, that's an important part. <laughs> when the wrestler steps out there and you hear their music play, see their presentation of who they are, it's a huge part of the production to me. And to cut that out of a highlights thing, it does work with time and makes it feel highlighted. 
but that's important to me. <laughs> it fits it so fits the whole overall product it feeds into it. Anyway, I'm going off tangent yet again. <laughs> Maybe talk about shake-up. Yeah. So the question will remain. There has been a pattern of if one show has been great, the other show has been difficult to watch. It's really weird that it's it's now a continuous pattern. We've had three years to look at it now, and it's happened every year, <laughs> which is insane. That it's continuously happening. So that begs the question. Will it happen again with all this focus on SmackDown? Will Smack, so it won't, instead of switching to Monday Night Raw, because we've had a good SmackDown here, instead of switching to Monday Night Raw, it stays with SmackDown and gets all of the attention because they're on the Fox deal. They've got to make that one good and Raw kind of falls to the background kind of thing. So like with a lot of the reports I'm seeing that, it's a lot of the inconsistencies we're seeing on television is like last-minute Vince McMahon decisions and all that stuff. And for me... <laughs> He screams somebody who doesn't believe he can be overworked or needs to like delegate lots of important things, or he's found a few people to delegate to, but he feels like a very hands-on person. If, if the SmackDown does become three hours on Fox and they do make a huge deal of it, or if a lot of his creative effort does go into that, I reckon Raw could fall down in quality, purely because that's where all his focus is going to be, and he doesn't, probably doesn't delegate enough from what from the reports we hear as in, like, massive final saves, massive script changes during shows and things like that. If it feels like it, thing, segments haven't been thought through in terms of continuity or how they come across sometimes, that's probably because they have been rushed. <laughs> They've not had time to send it to a continuity person or whatever. Uh, interestingly, they put up an ad for a continuity person to hire for WWE to be, uh, be at these shows. They also be in the script writers or whatever. Which is the interesting thing of why haven't you had one for ages? <laughs> like somebody whose job is to follow continuity. Like they've needed that for ages because it's been dropping by the side and it's just like, I don't know what is meant to be important or what I'm meant to invest in. We'll get in that later when I start actually talking about the shake-up. I am kind of killing time seeing if Byrne could make it within the first 15 minutes, but I'm actually doing, <laughs> not speaking bollocks, I have something to say still. But yeah, so... Will we see a drop in Monday Night Raw's quality, or will we see somehow? That's my my dream scenario. It's the thing that I've talked about with AEW, where my my dream impact from AEW is that AEW pushes WWE to be good, then we get two great companies. So I'm not rooting one over the other. I just I like wrestling. <laughs> so I'm happy with there's more than one promotion kicking ass. So that's kind of what I'd want. WWE pick up their game, they start kicking out, and AEW's trying to make a huge impact, so they also go in guns blazing. Yeah, that's like, as a fan, that is the dream scenario. So that's what I'm holding out for. That's the hope I've got. <laughs> Whether it will actually, you don't, know what, you don't know what will happen, anything can happen in this industry, so it's, it's very exciting to follow, though. But this will all start, oh, the other massive point, of course, I don't know if it, I'm assuming it'll be recorded, but uh, SmackDown is jumping to Fridays, which is... It's, uh, I'm hoping it's still live. I'm hoping they've bought SmackDown live and not SmackDown. <laughs> Purely because I really I really struggle to watch edited WWE shows. Not because of... Um, like obviously, when they go out live, the camera, edits, the camera jumps and things are like horrific <laughs> to follow. But I mean in terms of, like, as somebody who I did... Um, Oh, I've got to a bit snobby. No, I did uh, like music production when I was at school. And then, like, editing sound, making it good and whatnot. Good news, Bernie's actually here. He's made it. <laughs> my, my tactic worked. But, yeah, so... With 
but so I did music production. So it's kind of my for like two years or so, I had to listen to sound <laughs> and edit sound, trying to make it as sound as good as possible. And whenever I watch a recorded WWE show, the the audio quality is so irritating. It's so obviously fake and so obviously piped in and the sounds, but it's just very difficult to listen to. <laughs> and I just, yes, it's not it's not a fun time with those recorded shows. So hopefully when they jump to Fox, the shows aren't recorded. Hopefully they're live. The recorded show will be horrible because I hate the sound. Burns here, everybody. Hello. Here to save the show. Thank God he actually was there when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been funny to just not say anything. <laughs> right. And coincidentally, I timed my point to finish at 15 minutes. And I look at, and unfortunately, I was a bit shy of content. And luckily, Burton jumped in right as I was running out of my point. <laughs> sure, <laughs> so that's, ah, that's good. Anyway, so that is kind of the jump to Fox kind of talked about. So we could actually talk about the Superstar Shake-Up, the actual thing that happened. If we've actually timed this perfectly. <laughs> it's insane how well this works out. it. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to do a little introduction to Burn whilst I take a sip of tea and sort out sound levels. Right, Burn, hello. Hey, how's it going? You know, uh, interesting week of shows. We're two weeks out of WrestleMania and we already feel like the doldrums kind of, despite the fact that we're mixing up the rosters and uh, doing some weird shit and pilfering NXT and changing people's names and, you know, the usual, (laughs) not a, not a great week, you know, not the worst week, but not good. That's for sure. So, um, yeah, I was talking about my column. I don't want to bring it up. I reckon I'm going to plug my column way too much in this show just because it got my points across (laughs) quite well for me. So, uh, like, one of the points I was trying to make was the draft itself was not executed that greatly. Like, to watch as a show, they weren't that great. It was confusing, like, overly confusing. It's just a bunch of lads and lasses changing working days. How difficult can it be? <laughs> they made it I very difficult. When they, I just say when they show up, uh, a new guy shows up or a new lady shows up on a new show, like, as they're announcing the match, as they're like, Finn Balor's okay. wrestling... Oh, new person. It's like, really? Come on. Like, give me a little bit of hype. A little well, bit. I can't remember who, I think it was Maverick made this point, but it's just, like, how does Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns know that AJ Styles is moving over? Like, how, <laughs> how, did, how did they know? They're not the authority. <laughs> They'd be surprised. How did they know? They've never established it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the... Don't think about the logistics of, like, the backstage <laughs> of wrestling is what we've all learned. You know, it's fun to make fun of once in a while because nothing backstage makes sense. Like, oh, yeah. oh Finn didn't bump into Almas at all backstage? That's weird. Or the, my favorite one is the Royal Rumble, where if you think about it logically, that means they must be all standing in a line. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny, to be fair. <laughs> What are, There's no other logistical way that it would work. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't on the on the show notes or anything, but like, what couples, what WWE couples were broken up by the shakeup, and what WWE couples are just split in general? Because yeah. I remember they explicitly split up Cass and Carmella a couple mm. of years ago. Now Charlotte and Almas are split. It's just it's a little yeah. fucked up, right? Like move them both or don't move anyone. Yeah, and everyone on Twitter was just like, oh, they look awesome together. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, this, this doesn't necessarily break them up. 
and mm-hmm. may, I don't know, maybe not working together is better, but it's like they work together, work together. They just mm. are in the same building at the same time. So it's well, they have. They brought together Alistair Black and Zelina Vega. That's true. So they, uh, they brought I mean, together. They really, Black there. was on both shows anyway. Oh, so. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fair point. Have, have we had official confirmation that they're on Raw or SmackDown? Because, like. Yeah, so that is the other point. <laughs> did they get? say Lars Sullivan is on Raw now? And then it's like, nah, he's on SmackDown too <laughs> still. Not only did they do. So I put this in the column. Not only did they do that. But they put him on Raw on WWE.com on the roster and everything. Like, it's confirmed. <laughs> he's <Nice>. there. <laughs> then he turns up on SmackDown and goes, lol, no, he's on SmackDown. <laughs> like, well, what be- so that was the other thing. So the rules of it have never been established. They just turn up and he meant to go, all right, cool. However, this year they decided people turning up would mean different things. <laughs> so the very first team to show up and get confirmed Michael Cole and Corey Graves and commentary didn't know whether to say that they were on Raw or not. <laughs> so they're on commentary, not knowing. And he's just like, you've gone out live. Why couldn't you have confirmed this? <laughs> just, just decide on the list. <laughs> it's surely not that difficult. <laughs> I'm very shocked confirmed. that Cole didn't know something. <laughs> for, for me, that kind of shows how badly handled the kind of backstage stuff for this was. It's like all proof it's last minute. The commentators went on live not knowing what to say. <laughs> yeah, this shit felt so fucking rushed. And, you know, the Usos being introduced by by uh, the screen graphics before they were actually surprised <laughs> oh, introduced brilliant. in the match. Yeah, they cut that out of – they cut a couple fuck-ups out of Hulu, and that was one of them. But they cut that out of Hulu. But I saw it on Twitter as soon as it happened. I'm like, oh, man, you hate to see production fuck something up like that. But they do, like, once every couple months. Yeah. <laughs> so, for, so for me – the first tag team match summed up the feel of this shake-up altogether. So you had Alistair Black and Ricochet show up, and they don't know whether to confirm them on Raw or not. Then almost immediately after, out come War Machine. No, they're not War Machine. They're War Raiders in NXT. Wait, no, they're not War Raiders. <laughs> they're the Viking Experience. The Viking Experience. So and then, fucking... And they and changed then, their names. Yeah. Eric and Ivar, or Ivor. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you're going to pretend that they're people pretending to be Vikings, you can give them their regular names, because that fits better. And the best part is, they are American, <laughs> so that they're not going to have Scandinavian accents. <laughs> so, so stupid. Uh, um, oh, of course, they brought Eric Rowan and Sarah Logan together. Another couple. Uh, that, was, that one's under the radar. But yeah, so... Um, yeah, they didn't announce uh, Riot Squad being broken up on either show, I think. I think that, they did that like, after on TV.com or something. Again, something else I said in my column. If I hadn't have seen that tweet at the top of my Twitter feed when I logged in, I would have had no idea that those switches had happened when I wrote my column. <laughs> this is just <laughs> like, good job, WWE. Uh, but yeah, so when um, not Warwick, when the Vikings came out, I don't know. I'm not calling them Viking experience. Hopefully they just call them the Vikings and they shorten it. At least well, that's of, something. But none of it's as cool as War Raiders. Because I'm, yeah, War Raiders was just a cool one, but apparently they can't say war, which is just like, well, don't call them up till you've got a name then. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on NXT, they were wearing their War Raiders shirts. Oh, yes. Yeah, because oh, yeah. <laughs> it was filmed early. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So fucking confusing. But the best part for me, well, not the best part, it also feeds into it, was the when they walked out, the commentators were saying, oh, they're, they're on Raw, they are. Oh, they're on Raw. So, like, oh, so you can't say for Ricochet and Alistair Black, 
but you're 100% certain for <laughs> the Vikings. Black, Black and nice. Ricochet are special. They they showed up in that weird period where they called people up and like people were switching shows, but they were technically split still, and so they're still just very, very confused about those two. Can we just split them up at this point? Like I don't want them as a tag team. I didn't want them as a tag team to start with. Can we just split them? We also got somebody who I didn't know this was a confirmation when he came out. But apparently, this, when, he, when EC3 came out, that was meant to be a hit confirming he was on Raw. And that, but I've just got so used to that brand of NXT guys being whatever brand's jobber of the week. <laughs> <laughs> was, the say, was he not on Raw? So, yeah, he, so, yeah the, the point was, because um, he was the yeah, group of NXT people who they didn't really give a brand. But also, <laughs> not forgetting, I checked the superstars lists and rosters. Nikki Cross is now nowhere to be found. Uh-oh. She's not on any roster. <laughs> I don't oh, know what God. happened to her. Not again. No, I. Yeah, EC3 was technically not on either brand, right? But I don't remember ever seeing him on SmackDown. He was like always on Raw, always in those little backstage segments where they needed a body, you know, yeah. getting dunked on by fucking Dean Ambrose and then rolling up Dean Ambrose, you know, the usual. I'm all for him being listed as an addition and they can build from there. But if they do that, I'm not. They've got three hours to fill. And they've moved over so many stars. Like, surely they're going to let him talk now. <laughs> Raw has yeah. so many talented wrestlers, and yet they somehow can't fill their three hours. It's <sighs> incredible. It's going to be, as I, as I was talking about just before he came on, was uh, with so many stars jumping to SmackDown and with the Fox deal coming up, there's that weird thing in WWE where only one show can be good at a time. <laughs> so with all the focus <laughs> on SmackDown, I feel scared for Raw. <laughs> However, they've got great wrestlers just put can make that a pure wrestling show. <laughs> well, that's what Fox want, actually, isn't it? Yeah, so, that's, yeah. The, that's the game plan. That's why Amber Moon's on, on SmackDown, right? It was funny watching the first night watching Raw, and I'm like, so Naomi is like the only women's wrestler who moved over to Raw? That's weird. Mm. Uh, and Bailey and Sasha, tag team division, and not wrestling for singles titles, makes that, that brand a lot weaker. And you only moved over Naomi, who's okay. And then they lost who they lost. And you're like, man, that Raw's divi- women's division sucks. But SmackDown mm-hmm. looks fucking awesome now. Yes. Yeah, so, so that's the. Um, I didn't know how to talk about this when I met the column, but it was yeah, just that fact that SmackDown's become so loaded, and Becky is technically on SmackDown as well. So I don't know what they're going to do there. Her contesting for the Raw title, Switcher or whatever. But it's and still. And the Iconics. Oh, yes, yeah, the Iconics are dual-branded as well for now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, they've got a weak roster, but like what I was relating it to was when SmackDown first started, their women's division wasn't that great, and by the time WrestleMania rolled around, like people were like moaning that they didn't have a place on the card because they deserved it. So with time, <laughs> with television time, they can build that division up. They've got... They've got Alexa Bliss to build around. They've got Lacey Evans that can do a thing. Maybe. <laughs> wow, Maybe. you are starting strong. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at the rest of the list. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, if they do the SmackDown thing, they could build themselves a bit of a reputation to build off of <laughs> by the time WrestleMania comes around. However, WWE seems to try and go for the quick fixes and the sudden thing that'll make everything better. And I think this division needs work and time rather than pushing what you've got now to the top. Like, uh, yeah. Becky Two Belts needs to stay around for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Becky Two Belts needs to stick around for a while and also go back to being Becky Lynch, who is a (laughs) badass, before she got neutered for the three months leading into WrestleMania. 
Like, oh, he'd come out, kick ass, and leave. Not come out and be like, I'm so glad to be here. I really want to defend these titles. <laughs> they seem to be letting her get a bit more vicious on Twitter again, which is not sometimes an indication as what will translate to television. All the testing stuff out, so how vicious can we make Becky and still keep her face? <laughs> like I, love, I, I love internet Becky, but she got kind of owned by Ember on Twitter. Oh. <laughs> Where she's like, I'm going to hit you so hard, uh, Alexa's going to get hurt again. And Ember's like, are you really joking about someone who had a career-threatening injury right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was not great. <laughs> so, But um, it's interesting to see what will happen. The SmackDown are more excited about than Raw with the women. Obviously, because they're just given like all the top stars have suddenly jumped <laughs> to SmackDown, like all the best, like the, the top wrestling ability. But also, not forgetting on um, one night more, he's not got Rousey. They're on the, Rousey's on the promotional poster still for the new brand. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, you've she got has a broken hand, and she's in Hawaii trying to have a baby. Yeah, so I, say, I thought yeah, I thought she was doing the baby thing. <laughs> so I was just like, well. I don't know when the plan is for it to come back. I thought there wasn't one. <laughs> you know, the yeah, whole being a mum thing. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't think there is a specific plan. I think she's mm. just taking whatever time she needs, which is good because, you know, I, I do want to see Rhonda and Becky one-on-one, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like the next pay-per-view. You can give it a couple months or you can give it till next WrestleMania and make it a one-on-one match. I don't care. Just yeah. not, not in the next couple months. Yeah, and she seemed to evidently want slash need that time off, so give it a yeah, still a great first year. Uh, but yeah, also with Raw, Nia Jax is out injured, so please don't have Tamina wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> the two top things the matches. Also, who knows how long Sasha Banks is going to be out if it's not indefinitely. No one really knows. Seems to be changing stories every day, which kind of tells you that, ah, yes, all these rumors are bullshit. <laughs> Just wait. Are they or are they all true? I mean... Seems like so, a lot of stuff. There's a lot of conflicting stuff as well. We, we said last night or last week at like the very end of the show, like Sasha was reportedly pretty pissed off and wanted to quit after they lost the the belts at WrestleMania, and then she hasn't been on TV and Bailey switched shows, and now she's being snarky on Twitter. And I don't know, it's it's a real weird fucking situation. I could I could believe that Sasha was pissed that they'd won these you know my historic belts. And she's teaming with a friend. It was a cool culmination of the story. And they're building this division. They get defendant next. See, and then you drop the belts to the Iconics, who fucking suck anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand being disappointed. And then finding out, apparently, what they say is they found out uh, WrestleMania morning that they were going to drop the belts. Even though that was the plan forever, they only told them that day. Like, that's pretty cold. That's yeah. pretty messed up. So, so I can understand her being pretty pissed. And then them being like, we're going to give you a couple weeks to cool off and figure out what you want to do. I can understand <laughs> that. So that's what I think is mm. happening, but this is all conjecture. Yeah, that, yeah. It, it, it's the other stories I don't quite believe, <laughs> like, because they kind of conflicted with the, uh, apparently, uh, with the story of, oh, were they lying on the floor protesting in anger, or did they just <laughs> lie on the floor a bit exhausted and a bit annoyed? <laughs> yeah, like... probably exhausted and in shock, but, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the um, thing at work where you've worked really hard to get something done and then, then it actually happens and you're like, yes, I'm going to do this huge thing, it's going to be great. And then like your boss takes credit for you or gives you to someone else and ships you off to a different division. <laughs> it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, that hurt. It hits hard. <laughs> it was, it's very relatable in how you would be pissed off in out of those two uh, situations. I always have trouble wrapping my mind around that idea when it comes to professional wrestling, right? Because it's scripted 
And hypothetically, your job as a performer and your goal as a performer is to put on really entertaining matches and really entertaining feuds. It's not necessarily to win the championship and to, the hold, and to hold the championship. Lots of guys and girls like will wrestle for years without winning a big belt and still be considered great and still have a great career. So you could drop the belt, and I'm just throwing Sasha out there as an example, but like as long as you are putting on cool stories and you know developing your character and putting on good matches, you should still hypothetically be happy. Maybe they're upset because that wasn't a good story. The Iconics jumped in there at the 23rd hour like Charlotte and stole the championships. And now, you know, Sasha and Bailey don't even get a rematch. So I can understand being pissed about that. Like, it ended really poorly. And, you know, where do they go from there? So yeah. Maybe that's the issue. Also, Montreal booing Bailey. Quite uh, loudly. I love I'm Montreal. <laughs> I love Montreal. It's, it's hilarious to me that WWE went to Montreal. Uh, like two weeks after WrestleMania, <laughs> when you know they're going to go crazy. Yeah. When you know they're going to do weird shit. They did play it up really well, building a show around Kevin Owens and then giving Sammy a really big segment. Good idea. Yeah. Well done. Um, the fact that they booed Bailey was surprising. Uh, and I don't know how much of that is like the reaction to Sasha and Bailey's, you know, objections or whatever happened with them losing the belts and how much of that was just Montreal being like, baby face, boo. Or if there's something else I don't understand, but it was really funny. I love that Montreal, at least the crowd was into basically everything one way or the other. It wasn't like wherever they were in fucking Louisiana. <laughs> they were like <laughs> silent for three hours. <laughs> well, I can't remember the name of that. Was it Lafayette? Yeah, maybe. Uh, that feels like, that, like a 50,000 person town. You can't even fill that fucking stadium. What are you doing there? <laughs> A state the size of San Marino. I don't know if anyone, if you don't know from Americans, no size of San Marino. <laughs> That's a really weird reference to make on a show where a lot of Americans will be listening to. I only oh. know San Marino from Archer. <laughs> San Marino is a very tiny European country. Yes. Like, yeah, it's like a division of a country that got its own government or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, very small. Yes, I can't remember. I was like, no, there's a smaller one the entire time I was saying that. I remember it's Gibraltar. <laughs> That's a huge tangent. I'm not meant to be talking about... Weird tangents. Yes, <laughs> weird tangents. Gibraltar, you can walk the entire length of it from top to bottom in about an hour and a half. <laughs> tiny country. <laughs> it's absolutely tiny. Right. So in terms of Monday Night Raw and the kind of shake-ups that we've had, I'll kind of... Do you want to go in order of what happened or just randomly from me picking from the list? We, we jumped from the tag team to the women for some reason. <laughs> we did yeah, that. let's just go in order real quick. I'm I'm making my list of like everyone who changed shows, so let's just go in order real quick, and I'm, we, and then we can go over who swapped and who did better out of this swap and what it looks like. Hmm. Right, so we've kind of talked about Andrade. So he was the next one after the tag team match. Andrade came out as a surprise opponent for Finn Balor. And I mean, why did Andrade hmm. switch shows? Was there, like, literally any kind of purpose for him switching shows other than just to do it? Like, he had so many open feuds available, and they just moved him over to Raw for fun? I don't really understand. Like, if you want, if you want SmackDown to be the, the real wrestling show, like the fighting show, the action show, why is Andrade moving over to Raw? He should still be on SmackDown, right? Because Lars has got to do his Lars things. Have his five-star Lars matches. <laughs> Whatever those are. Yeah. Did you read the thing about about uh, Lars Sullivan being the baby that that uh, Snitsky punted? <laughs> no. <laughs> I always thought he looked like Snitsky. He looks so much like him. He acts like him. Apparently, he's the baby he punted. <laughs> oh, 
that would that'd be an amazing continuity storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would probably make him like 14 at this point. So That's the point, there yeah. May have been, there may have been some test tubes or something. <laughs> and we'll know whenever WWE have Lita on, and then if he hints that, he's like, oh, oh hey, wow. mum. <laughs> oh, wow. Please do that. Oh, my God, please do it. <laughs> and, like, hardly anyone would get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I would get it. <laughs> like, why did Lars call Lana, Nana, like Lita mum? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so Andrade came out, and Finn Balor and him had, obviously, a great match, which is the kind of thing we're used to seeing on SmackDown rather than Raw. However, it was nice for that one week, because, of course, Finn Balor got shipped the next night. But, yeah. He was wearing his blue gear. It was obvious. So this was a, a question I got asked on the uh, column about, like, with the two titles, like, what is like likely to happen? Well, like, are they going to stick them around for a little while, or is it going to be like, and immediately somebody's going to lose it, or is it that another likely to know that Samoa Joe was meant to be announced, but pa- apparently he's really ill, so yeah. wasn't. Able to I show was up. literally <laughs> just thinking, who the fuck is the U.S. champion? Because yeah. the, the IC champion got moved. Who the fuck is the U.S.? Oh, my God, it's Samoa Joe. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I had to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> yeah, so I looked it up, and apparently um, he was meant to figure into plans, but he got seriously ill. So uh, I don't know what those plans were. I mean, you could so. throw his fucking face up in a graphic and be like, has moved to Raw. Mm. See, they, 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 well, they could do the Samoa Joe impact thing where he just comes up and yonagis someone. <laughs> just, True. It's just confusing in the in the week in between. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as if the show itself wasn't confusing enough already. <laughs> but these people are showing up and we, each one means something different. We've not even got to Lars yet. <laughs> uh, that, that threw everything up in the air. <laughs> after, after, well, I don't know. As I said, the tag match set, set, set the tone immediately because you don't know what them turning up means <laughs> like after the first one. It's like, that's not great. <laughs> uh, what it means is Raw is desperate to have a not shitty tag team division. Yeah. That's what I've just realized that the tag team wasn't the first one. It completely skipped my mind that we had the amazing start to the show. Yes. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, yes, the shake-up. Yes, it's going to be great. And then immediately I remember one of the biggest issues with WWE at the moment. The McMahons <laughs> taking loads yeah. of time. <laughs> I think that's my, that was the thing I brought up last week. It was like, I don't hate them being on the show. I hate the amount of time that they take up. Like, why did Shane McMahon have the longest segment last week on SmackDown? Oh, that God. is not, well, why would you do that? <laughs> that makes no sense to me. But yeah, the main go to I more. feel like this is some very backstage fuckery with mm. uh, Stephanie turning Shane heel mm. and then giving him these long, boring ass segments to make people like Shane less. Not in not in a kayfabe way, in a completely <laughs> out of continuity. Like, oh my god, when he came back, he got the loudest reaction in a decade. I got to make people not want him anymore. I feel like yeah. that's like some level three layer backstage politicking Game of Thrones shit. That's what I think is happening. <laughs> well, that, oh, sorry, he just he mentioned Game of Thrones in my mind immediately. He's like, oh shit, yeah, Game of Thrones. Four <laughs> 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 days. Three more days. I will wait, make the announcement on here. Um, if you do follow my columns and see that I do try and upload on Monday, whilst Game of Thrones is on, I'm not uploading my columns on Monday because I have to go on Twitter and put and publicise them. Living in the UK, 
I can't see Game of Thrones until like dinner time on a Monday for like like what? nine PM or something. Can you not put a VPN on and go to like HBO Go or something? Not live on air, I can't. <laughs> but um, I yeah, so legally, uh, not legitimately, I can't. There's no legitimate way to watch it until like later. I think it does come out the same. It comes becomes available as soon as it's aired in America. However, uh, like that version will be packed full of adverts because like a live uh, screen version. And also, it um, that would be in the middle of the night. Like it's Monday. I got work. <laughs> I can't advertisements. Get That's weird. So I showed up like ten minutes late to the episode starting. This is super tangent. I just go to HBO now and I turn it on and I can start from the beginning. And there's no ads because it's HBO. Yeah. So. It has on you the, guys have weird TV over there. You guys kick our ass on a lot of TV, but I think we beat you on HBO. Oh, yeah. Well, because um, it's on Sky. Where Sky get a lot of American shows, and they can yeah. show them on there. But there's adverts on Sky, like, <laughs> which is really irritating. So you want to download, wait to be able to download it <laughs> instead of having to like watch it live because there's adverts. And like, I don't know how anyone watches Game of Thrones live. <laughs> in the UK, <laughs> why would you watch it with adverts? You can't wind through, or just adverts at all. <laughs> VPN, VPN, and HBO Now. That's how you do it. You VPN which, over to the US, then you watch HBO Now. Which Imp will not admit he ever does on air. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, fun. He's just saying this is a doable I'm thing. I'm just saying that's that's how you could do it. Moving on. <laughs> Side note: That's not as illegal to do in the UK as it is the US. So Burns being more risky than I am not being risky. So I don't do it either. <laughs> just really I don't have to. I'm just saying you could. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> There is what Game of Thrones could lead us off on a just a Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> I'm reading the fourth book now. Anyway, the Superstar Shake-Up, which I feel like we've done with the Miz to the point, and the Shane McMahon thing to a point that we were happy to talk about other things. <laughs> like yeah, immediately, a shop of a hat. Miz's face turn has been interesting so far. Let's see what he does with it. That's all there is to say. So the thing with Samoa Joe, I'm bringing it back to that, which I find kind of weird. Like, um... So we don't know what's going to happen with Samoa Joe. Maybe he was meant to be, like I was saying, like he turns up and just hits, defeats the hell out of somebody. <laughs> like the job of engine Defeats the hell out of somebody. <laughs> I was going to say a different word, and then I didn't want to say that word, so then I just stuttered and like, oh, shit, <laughs> this engine's falling apart. <laughs> but like, for example, like the unplanned nature of like the whole feel of the show, What one really telling thing for me was when they did the shiny graphic of the raw shake-ups where you got all the people who've come over. The Vikings weren't on it. But do you know who was on it? Eric Young. <laughs> Even Eric Young got on the graphic. <laughs> was, okay. Which was an amazing reveal. <laughs> because they just... They'll go, they'll go through the graphic of people we have seen turn up, like Naomi and um, Alistair Black and Ricochet and uh, Andrade. And then right on the end was Eric Young, and they were like, oh, yeah, oh, and oh, my God, Eric Young, they were too. Ah, to which, in reality, that's a... Oh, I guess he's over as well. <laughs> like, okay, then. Just slaps on the end of a picture with like, a weird way to announce that, but he's going to be a job. What about the rest of Sanity? <laughs> oh, that was the other confusing thing. Immediately, everyone was going, would that mean Sanity's dead? And then Alexander Wolf seemed to write a goodbye letter, but it was a, turned out more a goodbye letter for Sanity and all the good times to do with them, not WWE. So, who knows what's happening? There was a word going around that Alexander Wolf could go to NXT UK because he was part of the Moon Camp faction in 
WXW in Germany, which had Walter and Bartel in it as well. So he I could mean, go over. People don't really to go that. back down to NXT though. They really should at this point. And people have made a very good point. Like this shakeup, quote unquote, is still basically just pilfering NXT. People should get sent back down to NXT. If it's going to be another brown uh, brand, people should get sent to it, right? So, I mean, send Tyler Breeze over there. Send Alexander Wolf. Send the people that you're not using correctly. Send EC3 back down. <laughs> well, not even correctly, just at all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the um, the tour, the live shows are like with the uses of these guys. But I know No Way Jose gets on those shows. Because, again, he's a, <laughs> he's a good opening act for a live show just because of, like, he gets everyone up. <laughs> That's what he did in NXT. He was a great upbeat first act. Yeah. Like, yeah, he didn't. Plus, he's never going to steal the show. So again, another good first act because <laughs> everyone alive, but he's not going to steal any shows. <laughs> so yeah, but yes. So Andrade, we're talking about Andrade ages ago, weren't we? <laughs> oh no, we've uh, gone. Eric, we've, we'll talk about the Eric Young. Yes, I'll talk about the Eric Young thing. The graphic. We've, we've talked about Eric yeah. Young more than Eric Young has wrestled on SmackDown in the last. Year. <laughs> I think they, I think it's reported they've had four matches, and of course, in the last one, they all got beat up by the Miz. <laughs> Isn't <Wow>. that great? <laughs> that is a great wow. summary of your career. Sorry. So now, we're, as we're moving on, there is a statement that Michael Cole said at the start of the show, which becomes very important. <laughs> so Michael Cole says, "All because they're here tonight and more, that doesn't mean they won't show up on SmackDown tomorrow." Dear God. So Im- immediately, I interpret that in two ways. One, we've got like a, maybe a possibly a big move of a guy who's wrestling tonight, who would then be on show tomorrow. So like a main event guy, like either Reigns or Rollins or Finn Balor or whatever, just a top guy, or even Drew McIntyre, somebody like that, who is wrestling on the show but can then show up on SmackDown tomorrow. The other part, immediately I thought, well, at least they're writing loopholes in for future retcons now. Because <laughs> they know they're going to need them. Yeah. <laughs> Like, or at least they're writing in the fact there'll be a lack of continuity. So I guess that's an improvement. <laughs> I'm not really sure it is. It's an, admit, it's an admission. It's a first step, admitting there's something wrong. That's the first step <laughs> to admitting you've got a problem. They're admitting that they might be doing things not quite right, and now they're writing in loopholes. <laughs> I'm not sure how much better that makes it. The fact that you're acknowledging mm. you need the loopholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. When I, when I thought of that, I was straight you just up. Said just yeah, said, four times in five. I know. Five I was going to say something, and then I just drifted <laughs> off again. And I was like, no, that's a shit point. Let's say a different point. No, let's not say that point. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Let's go to Elias, who uh, also yeah. brought in a new person because now a new person interrupts him every week. Yeah, so he he's got. Get, he doesn't get feuds. He just gets segments. So the latest thing they're doing with him is they're having him like lead or hint into who it's going to be before that person comes out. Oh God, it's yeah. so stupid. So like the Undertaker one, where, where that next person who comes out is going to be a dead man, and everyone in the crowd is like, well, I guess the Undertaker's here then. Don. <laughs> he's, he's Heath Slater at this point. <laughs> oh, I can't remember what you said for Rey Mysterio. Uh, you're never going to see his face again? Oh, that was it, yes. And then... Oh, <laughs> that, yeah, because yeah, I remember thinking, as soon as he said that, I was like, is it going to be Rey Mysterio? I'm like, oh, no, I can't see him moving. And then it's a music hit. <laughs> like, oh, I guess it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so Rey Mysterio over on Raw, does anyone care? 
the fact that Andrade's gone over as well makes that a bit more appealing. And if Samojo's there, suddenly you've got three guys in the middle of the middle middle of the card who are quite exciting to watch. Is Mark Mysterio exciting to watch right now? Against Andrade, he is. (laughs) (laughs) Who is it? (laughs) But then um, they seem to gel really well with the Luchador slash WWE style, which is essentially a slowed down Luchador style. And they trust Ray to do moves that they probably don't wouldn't trust a lot of people to do. So that's a great... So like the Canadian Destroyer, they let him do that. <laughs> and yeah. It just hit me that I, I used to really like Reverse Varners. <laughs> now, now they're done all the time. <laughs> it's just like, oh... Reverse Varners are pretty sick still, but uh, Ray immediately also got into the ring and botched. So, you know, <laughs> I think his botch rate has gone up pretty exponentially. And when you're old and your botch rate starts going up, it's, it's well, time to retire. Was it a botch or was it a freak yes. accident? No, it was a botch. Well, no, it was a tangent. <laughs> the no, we're not, we're not talking about Lars. <laughs> oh, we, could, we could talk about it when we get to SmackDown. Lars is terrible. Yeah, because he's on every show. He's omnipresent. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did I, I remember I wrote something that made me laughing on the column. Well, that was it, yeah. So he showed up on Monday Night Raw. The commentators built him up. WWE.com put him on the Raw Superstars section. Of course, he hits the, uh, the freak accident on Rey Mysterio. And then Tuesday hits, and he's he, he's not... Wait, he's not on Raw? This <laughs> is nice. But that's the last Sullivan story. Adding to the confusion of what everything means. However, we then got a first and last time ever match as Chad Gable and Bobby Roode faced the Usos. Chad Gable got drafted in the post- draft or the aftermath draft <laughs> supplemental draft i didn't oh, know no. that i'm gonna have to add them to my list <laughs> so yes that is kind of weird <laughs> that that's happened there's a, there's a whole list of guys who are at like um apollo cruz he's gone over uh heavy machine who announced mickey james and liv morgan obviously to destroy riot squad in a very low-key manner Okay, my list is now defunct because you listed like four more people that I had no idea about. So I'm going <laughs> to stop what, making my list. That's what I was saying. That's like when I saw that list on Twitter, it's like if that hadn't have been at the top of my Twitter, I wouldn't have known any of these changes. <laughs> I mean, without the last people you mentioned, Raw has like 15 new people and SmackDown has like 10 new. This isn't even a shakeup. This is just like, eh, blender. <laughs> blend them all together and see what comes out. Well, that was um, someone um, before I came li- just before I came live. Somebody did post that kind of thing on my column. It was the I said I've put my column too much. Now I feel like I'm breaking that <laughs> wall. <laughs> but yes, I'm, I'm the ice dragon who's breaking that wall a bit too much now. And I don't know where I'm going with this. Game of Thrones is awesome. <laughs> anyway, so um, I've tried so hard. I forgot my point. <laughs> oh no, here we go. Yeah. Both shows are now so homogenized that, that like, whenever like, Roman Reigns goes over to SmackDown, it feel like a huge deal of, like, he's the biggest acquisition, he's, his big, he's the big dog, it's, it's his new yard and whatever. Uh, like, SmackDown gets someone that huge must, should have been, like, a major moment. However, both shows are so homogenized that brand loyalty doesn't feel like it means anything because they're basically the same show, just one, one hour shorter and blue. Well. Also, it it really doesn't help that, like, they spent the last month and a half letting people cross shows. Becky spent three months crossing shows. Charlotte spent three months crossing shows. They spent the last couple of weeks crossing shows. So now the fact that they've mixed up the shows doesn't feel like as much of a big deal. The only things that feel like a big deal are 
Finn and Roman and AJ, who have been on one show for the last mm. three years or however long that's been, finally switching to another show. Those things feel like a big deal. That's it. Yeah, because yeah, it's probably quicker to name people who haven't switched shows. <laughs> like the, <laughs> yeah. the Miz. Oh, the Miz got drafted. Like he does literally every year. Cool. Yeah, he's got drafted every draft <laughs> or superstar shakeup. <laughs> I think it's not a draft anymore. Sad times. Yeah, it's a weird record. Yeah. Uh, so Chad Gable got moved. Okay, I mean he's not an impact move, but that's well, yeah, cool. I think, he's I think there's to a, wrestle as a single star, maybe, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's a reason he was announced on the internet. <laughs> it's like they, yeah, they're not really good. Some people have uh, said like with two or five live uh, losing both Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander. Uh, Buddy Murphy, a fantastic call-up. He he uh, he's developed his character really well on Two or Five Live, which is like a bonus of Two or Five Live. It's like a extension of NXT in that manner, where they get time to develop their characters, but they're going out in front of those big car, uh, crowds more regularly. So it's a different feel for the call-up once they do, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> like they say, Two or Five main roster, but I do feel like it's below it still. It's in a yeah, weird it's- middle ground. It's a weird middle developmental, but I like where it is now, especially when yeah. you're getting, you know, Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander, and Buddy Murphy all moving up, like the top three guys from that mm. show. And, you know, Mustafa Ali's been treated like a, a legit threat on, on SmackDown. So hopefully the other yeah. guys get that. And, you know, it doesn't end up being, oh, they're a cruiserweight. They could never win. It's like they spent time honing their craft and they have a different style and they totally can win. Mm. And Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins are both world champion wrestlers. <laughs> so it's really weird yeah. to say, oh, these smaller guys can't win when the smaller guys are winning. Yeah, I don't really put yeah. Seth in that same category. AJ's closer. <laughs> Seth's like six foot. Oh. Okay. I mean, I do, you, do, you put, do you put Seth in that same category as Daniel Bryan? Daniel Bryan's like it's six his, ten. It's his wrestling style is very cruiserweighty in, the, in, a, in what I'm That's saying. Fair. Like Buddy Murphy. But he did that thing where he was keeping him to 205 Live and immediately you look at him now and he's just like, yeah, he's, he's jacked himself up a bit. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's back to main roster Buddy Murphy again yeah. <laughs> with, his, uh, with his juggernaut muscles. I think that's how he refers to them. But yeah. So the Usos moved over? Yes, that's the point I was trying to get to. <laughs> we've got to. Chad Gable to 205 Live could be a good call. Yes, that would be a really interesting move. Unfortunately, he's on SmackDown. Yeah, so that screws that up. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> the, the Usos over to one night more. Uh, Naomi's gone over as well, so the couple's not broken up. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're married. You can't really break them up. <laughs> I was like, they're splitting up Lana and Rusev. It's like, oh, oh you bastards. <laughs> you would never do that. Oh. Um, I feel like one would be lost without the other burn. Lana's <laughs> not really a wrestling talent. She can go wherever because she's just a manager. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care that she wrestles two matches a year. She's not a wrestler. Yeah, she's like, uh, I've got to say Selena Vega, but she does actually interfere with wrestling stuff in her matches. So that's a little bit different. <laughs> she's <laughs> yeah. actually in the Rumble. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Lana did the injury angle. Yeah. <laughs> we forgot about that. The injury <laughs> angle, yes. <laughs> Uh, it turned into a huge injury angle because that led all the way into the Becky Lynch injury angle that went all the way to WrestleMania and we were all every, all in unison we were going why? just make her a badass <laughs> why do you have to the, other the joke was you said angle and I said ankle which is oh. Oh. Ah. Ah. stupid internet quality 
Oh, that worked really well in the um, even more fuzzy live audio. <laughs> that <we got. laughs> so, yeah, I didn't hear it. They heard it even less. <laughs> really cool. And then I explained the joke, which makes it way funnier. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that, burn. <laughs> You're welcome. But anyway, yes, yeah, so, uh, the Usos moving over. Um, it's good that they've got a completely new, uh, fresh competition to face. The Usos versus the Revival gets me quite excited. <laughs> that I mean, it fun. would if it was NXT Revival, not we lose in three minutes to nobody team's Revival. Uh, it's really weird. They seem to go on and off from actually caring about the about the uh, Raw Tag Team division. And it, that on and off thing seems to be week to week rather than like feud to feud like it is with other sections of the rosters. It's just like week to week, he either... That they either care about the Raw division or they just don't at all. And <laughs> it's just weird job match that steals all momentum from the team he just gave it to the week prior. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, so there's two different parts of that, right? There's like giving the tag team division time, which is showing whether they care about the tag team division. And then there's like who's pinning who on any given week, which is just terrible WWE philosophy of have the champion get pinned by a challenger and then have the challenger pin or have the champion pin them at the pay per view. So they are all 500 and nobody really matters. So there's two different issues there, right? Mm. Uh, unfortunately, the revival's on the bad end of both sides where they're getting no time and they're getting pinned all the time as champions. <laughs> well, apparently... The champions, cool. <laughs> someone was uh, following it and I think they said every champion that showed up on Raw got pinned or yep. didn't win. Yeah, there were but... at least three that happened. <laughs> Which is just, what, what is your booking philosophy? I don't understand you. <laughs> Yeah. Do you see? Do you see uh, Velveteen Dream getting pinned on NXT all the time? No. No. No, he's beating main <laughs> roster guys. <laughs> <Is that Right>. good? <laughs> In awesome matches. Watch Velveteen Dream versus Buddy Murphy. Great match. We'll get to that shortly. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Um, oh. Alexa Bliss, Sami Zayn. So Sami Zayn yeah. moved. Does that technically count? Um, well, he was on Raw last week. He was on SmackDown. Oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Because he walked out like a drunk person and then just stumbled away. <laughs> <laughs> KO, and KO was on SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like this Sami Zayn. However, for me, this screams, I'll wait and see whether I should get invested or not, because this screams of something which will only last a few weeks, and then Vince will get bored, and then that'll be the end of that. I really or don't want it to. just squashed by a face Yeah. Braun Strowman or something, and then nothing he did mattered. Yeah, something like that. Just, just, just take away all of the momentum he's built. But Take the, the first... piss out of him, as the Brits say. <laughs> yeah, I took, oh, I'm about to expand upon it and then realise it's not worth it. <laughs> we don't have a good saying for that, but that's a perfect saying for what will happen. They're going to take the piss out of him. Well, yeah, well, well, taking the piss out of him will make him feel less authentic in kind of what he's doing, and then they'll squash him. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. uh, take the mick and just, uh, yeah, make, take down what he's saying. And make what he's saying feel less important when he says it. Because he's... These first two weeks have been great. Just the way it feels like he's got like the reins taken off a bit, and he's allowed to kind of uh, go at the crowd with a bit more creative freedom, and it's working very well. (laughs) It's weird to me because he's delivering the promos really well, and the crowds are reacting really well. I mean, obviously, being in his hometown is going to be part of that. So on the one hand, it's being executed really well, but on the other hand, it's basically just what Dean did when Dean turned heel, and it was terrible. So, I mean, he's on the other hand, he's just giving a generic heel promo about how, you know, the fans have turned on him and the fans are hypocrites and every heel ever has said those things. So it's a little weird to me that people are loving what Sammy's doing. He's delivering it really well. So you did at the same time, 
Yeah, it's also like when when they tried to turn Becky heel, and Becky's like, the fans yeah. turned against me, and like, no, they cheer you every time you come <laughs> out, you idiot. And that's the same thing with Sammy. They still cheer him when the, when his music hits. So the fact that he's calling him a hypocrite, or calling them hypocrites, I don't really understand. You know, he says it, and then they get pissed, and then it's like, okay, well done. And I'm like, well, I don't see the second layer to that. Like, what do you mean? Why are they hypocrites? So, so for me, there's two parts to him. It's, it's the Daniel Bryan shouting fickle in their face. <laughs> just brilliant. True. That's fair. It's a mixture of that and if you remember the uh, Kevin Owens promo in NXT, I'm going way back with this one, <laughs> where um, they were about to do their first big show outside of Full Sail and they announced the match and the crowd booed and Kevin Owens ripped into them for booing yes. NXT growing. It's a mixture of those two things, the Dan Bryan Sickle and the Kevin Owens kind of like taking the piss out of some, something like that. Where the crowd are like, where, as soon as you said it, you're like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> they are being a bit fickle, aren't they? <laughs> so. I mean, that's really good. Maybe I'm just missing it, but maybe it's also <laughs> a little too implied and it needs to be more explicit. Mm. I don't know. Well, especially after we're just coming off the Dean Ambrose thing where he felt like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And then like three weeks in, he's wearing a gas <laughs> mask saying, your town's stinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give me some more shots in my butt. <laughs> I still can't believe they did that. <laughs> Like, oh my! God. And speaking of, guess what? We're getting another match of. I mean, I find it hard to complain oh yeah. <laughs> too much that we're getting another Shield match. But they announced the last Shield match. It was yeah. a pay per view and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's a network special of the Shield's last match or last time the Shield or whatever, something like that. How epic mean, would it be if that was just a replay of Fastlane? <laughs> like we told you, it was the last one. <laughs> oh, it's it's the second last match. <laughs> yes, yep, that's WWE. I mean, some, to be but, fair, they also made a big deal about Triple H putting his career on the line at WrestleMania, right? And he already lost his career 10 years ago against The Undertaker at WrestleMania. <laughs> so WWE, I mean, hire this continuity guy and then build him a fucking time machine and go back to WrestleMania whatever, 27. <laughs> well, the best part is, apparently he also put his career on the line against Brock <laughs> at 29. And apparently, like, like beat for beat, his story with Batista was almost identical, to, <laughs> including where it was on the on the card and, like, the pace of the match just sucking the air out of everyone. <laughs> ripping his nose ring out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody remembers Brock Lesnar's nose ring. I was, yeah, it, 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 was, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm about to go into a political joke there, but no, it's not worth it. No. <laughs> oh, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but, yes, uh, Tammy Zane, <laughs> that's what we were talking about. Yeah, I really, I feel like this is could be going somewhere great. However, it could also be WWE where they just pull the rug from out, out from under him because reasons. Or it, it's the WCW thing where they do something for a shock thing to make you want to tune in next week. But that's all they're becoming is them trying to do a shock thing. But there's no substance to what they're doing, and they're not spending the time to. They're not doing the boring Game of Thrones episodes. I'm not boring. I look at every episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> but where they're just sitting there talking. The setup episode. Yeah, the set, like these first two episodes, I'm assuming, are going to be of season eight. They're going to be pure setup. And it's just people talking and kind of settling the differences and trying to get along ready for the fight. You don't get that in WWE. The, you, kind of, you used to get the setup. Now you just don't. And they expect you to care about the surprise and shock moments just as equally. When you're like, well, I don't care about these characters. <laughs> it's just like you try and shock me every single week so now I don't care I mean this might just be the brass ring 
all over again for him, oh. right? Like, can you get over as a baby face? Yes. Can you get over as a heel? Yes. Can you get over as a solo heel whose entire point is that they hate the crowd? Here's your yeah. new brass ring. And the thing is, you know, CM Punk said, you keep grabbing brass rings and then you keep mm. not moving up. And it's like, well, what the fuck was the point of any of it? Hopefully well, there's a point at the end of this. Like uh, Cody Rhodes, for me, is like the prime, yeah. another prime example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like how many gimmicks did he get given, nail, get over, switched? <laughs> <laughs> Then it seemed that out of all of them, the one Vince wanted to settle on was Stardust. <laughs> I mean, the actual best Shield feud was the Rhodes's versus yeah, the Shield. Awesome. Like, they, they headlined a pay-per-view, and it was fucking awesome, and it had so much emotional mm. resonance, and then, in the end, none of it mattered, and Cody just went on to his next weird gimmick and left the company, yeah. and now he's running another promotion. So, good job, guys. <laughs> Just that little trio that had a few matches of the Shield. Uh, I think it was. I think Harper and Rowan of the White family were, in, were involved in that a little bit as well. And yeah, the Rhodes brothers, whatever they were called. Like those, those three had like just incredible match after incredible match. <laughs> and the Usos jumped in now and then, but they were face Usos, Usos at the time. So, <laughs> so ew. <laughs> but the matches were great. <laughs> it just yeah. Highly recommend checking out that period if you're ever on the network. And just yeah, that era is amazing, and that match that you just brought up, yeah, awesome. But then we go. We've already talked, do you want to talk about the women? I was about to talk about women. We've already talked about them in quite some depth. Um. So the iconics are not good, and they have the women's tag team titles. So that's unfortunate. Naomi moved to the Raw. Don't really care. Bailey, who's wrestling now, moved over to SmackDown, which is actually pretty crazy for SmackDown. So. Those are my thoughts on the women's division on Raw. It got <laughs> fucked. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's essentially. I, I've put it a bit more, you know, PG in my column. <laughs> 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 but yeah, oh, oh no, I can tell you that off air. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, this awesome thing on BBC News. Oh wait, nope, that's a political story. Tell Ben after we finished. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, EC3 versus Braun Strowman. Yeah, so EC3 apparently this was his confirmation, uh, and Braun Strowman. There was an assumption that either he would go to SmackDown the feud with Samoa Joe or Samoa Joe would come to him. So with him staying on Raw, my assumption is Joe's going to be going to him. I thought the assumption was either he or Drew was going to go to SmackDown because having these two monster heel-ish mm. characters doesn't make sense to have them on the same show, even though Braun's not really a heel. And instead, neither of them moved, which is fucking weird. Also, And not... Lars is on Raw! <laughs> and, oh, well, he's not now. <laughs> <laughs> sure, he is, but yeah. he isn't. <laughs> and also, um, the ratings killers of Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley all together still. Right. <laughs> uh, I, li- I like calling them that name just because when they were main event, <laughs> the ratings got killed. <laughs> it was like, oh, God. Not- I mean, to be fair, it is three talented performers who have put yeah. in really stupid storylines. Like, yeah. nobody wants to see them hit Braun Strowman with steel steps for nine minutes at the end of a three-hour show. The problem yeah. isn't those three. The problem is those three in that particular place on the card. Yeah, for me, what proved it was at Fastlane when they had that amazing match against the Shield. Yeah, of course they did. Yeah. They're good. <laughs> right, so next up, Becky Lynch versus Ruby Riot. The final time we'll ever see the Riot squad together. Oh, uh, what a shame. Will they they be... did so much for all of their careers. Now they're just the Riot squad with one T. Just Riot squad. Uh, but <laughs> well, yeah, Becky Lynch wins. Uh, yeah, not really much came from that. It's more about what's her face coming out afterwards. <laughs> oh, that, yes, I just remembered that was my favourite bit. I was about to talk about Lacey Evans, 
But then I suddenly remembered what happened beforehand was Natalia came out, then they went to break, and they came back, and both Natalia and Becky Lynch were standing in the exact same position. <laughs> it's only been like five, six minutes. Can you guys hold for three and a half minutes? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was hilarious watching that. It was like everyone on Twitter was going, did they just stand there? Did <laughs> they die break? <laughs> I, did, I did just rip into the Raw women's division as not having much talent anymore. But to be fair, Sasha's been stuck in a tag team and a feud with Bailey for a year. And Ruby Riot's been stuck babysitting. So they mm. do have some talent. It's just, you know, horrifically used. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, that's a point that I've seen quite a few. I made it myself. Quite, I've seen quite a few people make that throughout the week and totally agree with them. That it's not a division full of like eh, rest, talent or whatever. It's a roster. It's a roster full of like superstars who are, whose momentum has been booked and be taken away from them. So we don't care about Ruby Riot as a challenger, but she really could legitimately be a strong challenger with time and effort put into her. Yeah. So. Instead, the time and effort has gone into Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss, who mm. you know, not the best. Like, I was expecting Alexa Bliss to kind of get the effort put into her to be like a face of the division, but she's back to being a heel again. Is she? Did Ish. you see that Sami Zayn segment? Oh yeah, she was she was she was a heel <laughs> last week, <laughs> and she was uber babyface this week. And at WrestleMania, she was posing with Hogan, which is a massive heel. Yes, <laughs> massive heel for sure. Vince is like, yeah. I don't understand why are they booing. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, Alexa Bliss, she might be flip-flopping every single week, just depending on who her guest is or whoever she's wrestling. She wrestled as a baby. Yes. (laughs) Oh, like like week to week. I swear there's someone worse. (laughs) I know Nia Jax turned, like, three times last year. (laughs) Uh, Natalia, like, every week. Uh, Speaking of Natalia, Natalia versus Lacey Evans for number one contenders. Oh, so I've just got a direct message from uh, Kath, who's listening live. I Uh, thought it was going to be... Oh, yeah. So she was at the show in Canada, and she said, yes, Becky Natalia actually did just stand in the ring in, in the dark doing nothing for the whole break. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, thank you, Cam. <laughs> oh, that's actually quite brilliant. <laughs> Are this, is a, this is a new thing, reading live yeah. tweets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, feel free to hit, hit us up, <laughs> people. Hey, if you tweet yeah. during the show, you might get read, if yeah. that's the thing you're interested in. Especially if it makes me laugh like that one did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yes, regular listener cap. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, but we were, you were talking about something. Lacey Evans and Natalia. Oh, yeah. Does it matter? Um, the moonsault, which nearly like, knocked all of the wind out of Natalia. Oof, <laughs> Where, yeah, like, she didn't land it. Mm. Then, to be fair, if you're trying to make your move look legit, actually, <laughs> it looks legit because she really did <laughs> drive her knees into her. But, I yeah, mean, that, it was a lot better than the lion salt by Candice. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I like I like Candice, but her lion soul isn't her. She, love she love it Candice. That was a massive botch, is what that was. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like one of those where it could have gone pretty bad, but she might have saved it. Yeah, she, she might she might have shown her talent by not killing herself. <laughs> I also heard it was reshot, so oh, really? I don't know if they changed that. I don't know if they changed it. Like the one we saw actually got swapped out. I don't know. I have uh-huh. no said. That first one was bad. <laughs> uh, so uh, one, do you care about Lacey Evans? Uh, no, we'll move on. <laughs> That's all I, I have to say about the knees. <laughs> uh, so next up, uh, I don't think I asked you about this last week because there's so much to cover of WrestleMania, but the bird in the box with the smoker's cough. 
who is a complete mystery and no one knows who they are. It's so weird. Also, have you seen WWE's tweets to the reactions to these uh, video packages? Uh, no, I just hear Corey being like, what's happening? Who is this? Like, <laughs> Which, God, fa- you play an idiot on TV, too. <laughs> Which, to be fair, was their state for the entire show. <laughs> they just, oh, my God, who is this that's coming out? Oh, my God. Like, you've been running dual pay-per-views for months. <laughs> you've seen all of these people. <laughs> it's, it's, it's clearly the boogeyman. Come on. <laughs> oh, I liked the boogeyman when I was a kid watching that, because I would have been... Uh, his Royal Rumble return a couple years ago was great. Oh, yeah. He's one of those wrestlers that you don't think he would pop for. <laughs> what you do. Of course I do. I love the Boogeyman growing up. He was, was like, gross and weird. Like when I was watching uh, Joe Dinero's Spring Break and Crime Time came out. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't think I would pop for Crime Time, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> uh, crime Time was great. I don't, I'm not feeling Street Profits right now, but we can talk uh, about that on NXT as well. I feel like, yeah, they got a good... Um, Oh, yeah, it's a tangent, isn't it? <laughs> I do want to talk about it, those guys. Yes, yeah. let's get through Raw. <laughs> right, so the bird thing. We're talking about the bird thing. Their tweets are, uh, like, they showed one with the doll, which my favourite one was someone played the um, audio for Paige here over it. <laughs> oh, my God, no. <laughs> for the doll. Um, and she basically did it on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, it, um, so when they did a picture of the doll and they filled their entire tweet with the laughing emoji... And when I say the entire tweet, I mean literally like five, six lines of the laughing emoji. And it's one of my things where it's it's um, company accounts reacting to their own thing as if they're a normal person. Like if some reason that still freaks me out. I'm not I'm not used to that yet. I look at those and I just like no, <laughs> I don't like it still. I I want to know the logistics of. The, the actual logistics of filming all of these and then sending them to WWE is Bray Wyatt, the character, buying a little hand cam or he's got his iPhone out. <laughs> he's like filming the doll and laughing at the same time. He's, he's like back there with like some iMac editing the footage and then like sending it over YouTube or like sending an actual CD to WWE. And they're like, what the fuck is this? I don't know. Let's just air it. <laughs> Tell so, me how this is working. <laughs> so I don't know what's weirder, that one, or Vince did a professional shoot for it. Or it's filmed there on the day of Bay White's turning up with all this shit and doing it. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not sure which one's the weirder option. All three Bray, are pretty... Bray's like, I need a camera at 8.55. And they're like, okay. And then they send one down there and they're like, why is there a doll that's just laughing? I don't know, but we don't have anything else to do, so let's just air it. Like, when I saw the doll, I before I realized it was doll, I, I immediately let out a huge groan. I was like, oh, no. Don't be Sister <laughs> Abigail, Bray. Don't be... <laughs> <laughs> not again! Like, you got saved by that illness strike of 2017. <laughs> Please, no. <coughs> Again, the fact we didn't get Sister Abigail versus Pumpkin Bella, we got saved. <laughs> that would have been so... I feel like I want to know how that would have gone, just because more in the light, the, it felt like it was set up to be a disaster. So I wanted to see it <laughs> in that way. Bray uh, needs a real big character tweak, and so far these promos are not showing that he's getting one. Like, oh, so, just because so, you cut your hair doesn't mean you're a new character. Did he cut his hair? Uh, he cut his hair. It's not the giant braids anymore. He got some new tattoos. Oh, okay. Right. Lost I like, a little weight. I like the, uh, when he went into the braids look, and he seemed to shift a little bit into a face on SmackDown. I got like really big hopes then, and but then the Randy Orton feud happened, and now... Like, oh, no, I hate the braid era, because then he turned into the Matt Hardy thing. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, the whole Matt Hardy thing was bad. 
Yeah, such a hot start to the Braid era. Now we're going to short hair Braid. Yeah, oh. you ruined two characters with one with one feud. That was very cool. Good job, guys. You ruined both delete, delete, delete Matt Hardy, and you ruined Bray Wyatt as a face. Cool. <laughs> right, moving on. Enough moaning about that. We'll find out in time. <laughs> right, so uh, I was going to say we've got a, li- got a little bit of a tease to do with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. We're going to go through like beat by beat. You've already heard that on One Nation Radio already this week. Uh, However, let's go to the main event. Yes, so before we do the main event, I want to say it is, has been revealed, that revealed, it's been announced that Finn Balor will be defending the Intercontinental Championship at that Shield show on Sunday. So that could be a fix of the double things if Samoa Joe does not move. But that'd be really weird because yeah. he just won the title and it feels like the Intercontinental Championship going to SmackDown could work in the building up for Fox. To if Samoa Joe doesn't move, it makes it real obvious who's going to win that match. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or they could do what they did last year and have both titles on SmackDown for like a month and then change them in Saudi Arabia. Oh, uh. dear God, kill me. <laughs> I'm, also, I'm not watching this year, but last year we got Jeff Hardy's Ghost Whisper, <laughs> where he hit the whisper in the wind. Well, he didn't hit the move, he just did Whisper in the wind, and Jim Mahal was like a whole foot away. <laughs> 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 oh, that was great. <laughs> All right, so the main event, I don't think I've missed anything. So we got the ratings killers, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and <gasps> who could it possibly be? I mean, the crowd weren't already chanting AJ Styles, but who could it have been, Burn? <laughs> <laughs> it was AJ Styles. It was one of those where I wasn't sure if they were chanting AJ because it, the, reading the room, it felt like that's who it should be, so him coming over made sense, or if it was just done predictably. I couldn't tell which one it was, whether it was... The, the right choice, therefore, they wanted it and chanted his name, or if it was just obviously going to be him. Yeah, I wonder if they like some fans saw his bus in the in the parking lot or something, and then whispers <laughs> throughout the show. Because I mean, I didn't know who was going to be. I mean, AJ makes sense, but they didn't give any hints or anything, and so I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> I, I AJ needed a move. He's been on SmackDown for like four years, three years at this point. He needs some new opponents. That's very exciting. And now we can yeah. finally get AJ versus Seth, which is one of yeah. those dream matches. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's, yes, I'm very excited about that, actually. And maybe it, we'll get the first ever, like, really good AJ Styles title defense. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I don't know if, um, personally, I've loved AJ Styles as a heel. And what they normally do is you've got the top guy, then you've got the number two guy. The number two guy often turns heel. So if I'm right, that was the, initial idea for Braun Strowman turning heel was Roman Reigns is number one, he can be number two, he's number two guy, so he turns heel. Like the same right. with The Rock and Austin. One of them was mostly always heel. You get number one, number two. Yeah. AJ Styles turning heel to be number two, I would be all in for that. Even is though AJ that means... number two? Well, if he... Oh, I feel, I'm trying to think it's Braun Strowman. Braun <laughs> Strowman. <laughs> so he's meant to be... Apparently he's going to be feuding with Samoa Joe. I would say Drew McIntyre, but he loses literally every match. (laughs) But the only issue is if AJ Styles turns face, then Monday Night Raw's main event is very heavy heel. (laughs) I can't think of any other babyface in the main event apart from Seth Rollins, unless Braun Strowman's a flat-out babyface now. I guess he is. Uh, The Miz. Oh, Miz, yes. Actually, yeah. I think that's the one good thing about him going to Raw, is he can kind of hopefully... Drop the Shane McMahon stuff for eventually, and he'll feel like a main event guy. Can you have a main event uh, babyface run? I feel like that's the only good thing to come out of this feud, is it has at least made Miz feel like he could transition into the main event as a babyface. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. who's ahead of him at this point? He wore attrition. <laughs> He's won the attrition. <laughs> yeah, because we were struggling, and if AJ Styles just become the number two guy and turn heel, then, yeah, then there's no one else apart <laughs> from him. I mean, unless <laughs> yeah. they split, like, Ricochet and Aleister Black and some number of them stay on Raw. Oh, yeah. Well, apparently they still want to push those guys really hard, like the NXT uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black. It was meant to be, obviously, Champo Gano as well, but, yeah, injury, unfortunateness. <laughs> but yeah, they're probably still going to get a really strong push, whatever that means in WWE. <laughs> How long that lasts? <laughs> it's not, not that long. <coughs> so, in the end, good guys win, bad guys lose, England prevails. Royal Britannia. <laughs> Britannia rolls the waves. Bizarre. Is that Sabre Jr. win title? V for Vendetta? Come on, man. <laughs> oh, it's a proper saying here in the UK. Britannia. Nah, nope, it's only Britannia. from V for Vendetta. <laughs> well, Beaver Vendetta is a really good movie. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'll have more to say about the British here in a second when we start talking about SmackDown. Yeah, right. So we're going to take a quick advertising break. So I'm going to do it earlier. I completely forgot. And this is like a natural transition. So when we return, we're going to talk about SmackDown. And I feel like if we've got, oh, if our weeks haven't come to an end, then we've still got uh, the momentum to do it. We might talk about NXT because it was good this week. NXT so, so anyway. only ever takes ten minutes. Yeah, and I've got something to plug for next week. Which I can, <laughs> it's a good thing I remember. Still anything. Anyway, we we'll can take a quick five-second break, and when we return, SmackDown and NXT. Hey, hola! It's time for SmackDown. I don't know what time it's in tempo. What, and what <laughs> accent that was? Hola! Time for SmackDown. Wow. Is it Sam? Is it? That, <laughs> that was a terrible Spanish. <clears throat> Borat or whatever. <laughs> Kazakhstan, but they've lived in England for quite a while. <laughs> so he's, a, he's mostly English, just with a bit of a twang. <laughs> wow. yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm uh, embarrassed for you. I, th- I think we should move on. <laughs> yeah, good idea. <laughs> yeah. So SmackDown. Uh, we, so we didn't get... Any, uh, when Kevin Owens came out, I was expecting this to lead to a shake-up reveal, but it was really just to reveal like what we're going to do with our biggies injured in hospital. <laughs> it's the Kevin Owens show. <laughs> and, and people on Twitter afterwards were like, we were promised Kevin Owens in a crop top. <laughs> You're not <laughs> delivered. <laughs> that was some bullshit, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Kevin Owens uh, was the honorary member of the New Day for this week, which, yeah, I'm not sure what to think of his big face run. Everybody on Twitter seems to be saying they're still not trusting him whenever they're watching Kevin Owens. <laughs> they're just waiting. I do fully <laughs> trust him. And I yeah, know it's going to hit. It's going to make it hit even worse when he turns heel. The <laughs> fact that we did implicitly, completely trust him as a face. Yeah. I love that he switched it up. He's not using the pop-up powerbomb anymore. He's using a stunner as his finisher. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I love it. But it feeds into. I don't know if um, everyone else is it as this, but I see that as it feeds into him being a mega WWE fan because yeah. like him as a baby face. That is one of the traits that he's talked about in his documentaries and things. Like, he was a proper mark. <laughs> Absolutely loved WWE. And for Velveteen. Velveteen keeps oh, yeah. using other people's finishers as transition moves. Oh, that's the point, yeah. He um, uses WWE's history, history of wrestlers and incorporates them really well. Not like Eugene. <laughs> he was just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do the moves of my favourite wrestlers. Which yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Velveteen Dream is, yeah, it's actually incorporating them and making them his own. Kevin Owens still, feel, still feels a bit off, but for me that leads kind of really well into the him being a mega fan kind of thing, but like he's doing the stunner because he's a huge fan of Steve Austin rather than it's his own move. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, the real problem is just that the stunner's always been a really awkward move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so everyone's taking it really weird, especially since, you know, it's been gone for, for 10 years, 15 years at this point, so nobody really knows how mm. to take it. And, like, some people go too far, and some people just kind of, you know, dead fish it. And so, <laughs> you know, they'll get used to it eventually. But well, I, the... I, love see, I love seeing him use it. It's just hilarious. Rusev, um, uh, no, Kevin Owens tweeted after a SmackDown, like, I didn't even need to use the stunner this week. I won with a snapmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rusev, Rusev took that one real interestingly. <laughs> just, yeah, take the stunner and then kind of roll forward. <laughs> it was a... Oh, that's hilarious. It's like he was being flipped over, like a bag of potatoes being flipped over. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah. Right, so then we moved on to our first proper surprise. Well, after, that's after we saw Rusev, Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro with arguably the most awkward backstage segment I've seen in quite a while. But, it was pretty great. <laughs> it was great in the sense of it seemed like not one of those guys wanted to be doing that promo. <laughs> None of them wanted Cesaro's to be. Cesaro's like, we are all evil foreign heels, yes. We should team up. <laughs> Yeah, Team Foreigners, go! <laughs> League of Nations too. It was a, um, a slight tangent. I'm uh, my best. I'm, a, I'm the best man for my brother's wedding 2.0. Um, it's confusing. We're doing. We have to do two things anyway. Um, and I found some old best man books that my dad had. They're from like the 70s and 80s. Oh dear. And God. one of the sections for <laughs> this best man thing was addressing foreigners. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is from the 70s. This is going oh to be interesting. <laughs> 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 yeah, as my brother said, like some of the uh, outline bullet points of like what you're meant to include in certain sections of Best Man's Speech might have been quite a, a good, useful thing. But the actual methodology in which to do so, mm, you probably don't need to insinuate that you're up for banging the, the bride and or, or, or any of the nice. bridesmaids. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the 70s, they were a different time. <laughs> it's just, yeah. That was a tangent I just remembered from the foreigners thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's no addressing foreigners sections in modern day best man books. <laughs> I'm assuming. I don't really know. Finn Balor's on SmackDown. Transition. Oh, I'm good at them now. <laughs> so uh, Mustafa Ali, well not Mustafa Ali, he's just Ali now. Just Ali. Yeah, because he can't have Mustafa because it's, I don't know. Apparently because Mustafa Ali's what? fine with it. Um, because yeah. breaking boundaries is not a thing that WWE actually wants to do. <laughs> they want to break boundaries within the confines of investor comfortability. <laughs> <laughs> and investors are still pretty old true. and white. <laughs> so we got to be careful. So anyway, um, I'm not there. Yeah, I've just realised what I was insinuating there, so probably back off. <laughs> just in case. But yeah, so uh, awesome match. Just like with Andrade Balor, this was just yeah another great match. Finn Balor makes his... Uh, he established himself on SmackDown with uh, Philly blue pants, and uh, it's interesting to see what's going to happen go forward. Because will he just integrate into SmackDown's awesome kind of scene that Mustafa Ali was in? Although the Vast Andrade, Rey Mysterio, possibly some other shows. <laughs> <laughs> They're rebuilding the mid card, the Miz. Yeah, <laughs> I think that happened last time when SmackDown got like that awesome set of people, and then the half of them, like Dean Ambrose, went to Raw, the Miz went over to Raw, <laughs> and it's like, oh. I don't assume that Finn is going to be in the mid card very long. I assume he's going to be up in the top and, you know, finally get that, you know, legit championship mm. run that he should have gotten the first time <laughs> and got hurt and then literally never got another opportunity to get. Someone made the point that because uh, Anderson and Gallows are both on SmackDown, there's the idea of they could do a Balor Club thing with those two and he could turn heel with those guys. 
maybe which again that that feeds into my AJ thing like if he is going to be a top guy like the number two guy then maybe but Daniel Bryan's already in that position and he's killing it so so. (laughs) (laughs) well Finn would be the cool heel that's what he did in uh, Japan and he did it with Gallows so that's kind of why it and that's why people made that thing because I make the counterpoint that well in order to do that Amazon and Gallows would have to actually be on television (laughs) that's not a thing (laughs) yeah uh, Daniel Bryan is the anti-cool heel, so you could have two. I mean, what's wrong with having multiple top heels? Yeah, yeah. Well, especially if, like, if you did make Finn Balor a cool heel, that's a completely different feeling heel than Daniel Bryan. Yes. And not... cool heels are not really heels. That's the point, yeah. Yeah, because I think Finn, that's the line Finn Balor could cross quite well. Like like, like Sami Zayn, you're not going to boo him. So it's also a, cool a character that he hasn't done yet in yeah, four it, years it, in WWE. Yeah, and, and he was doing it in Japan when they signed him. So he's got experience doing it <laughs> and getting that reaction. However, he can't be an Irishman swearing his head off in WWE, <laughs> which is, feels just effing and blinding in Japan. <laughs> he can't do that sure anymore. Nobody will understand him anyway. <laughs> yeah, because he just speaks fast in the Irish accent. No one will know. Right. <laughs> right. And as UK fans, we're just like, <laughs> he's finally speaking normally like we would. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, we then got Kevin Owens eating pancakes. Like most people, I was disappointed he didn't puke at some point. I, I wouldn't say disappointed. <laughs> I was disappointed. I The realism was just taken out of it for me forever. I I thought wrestling was real, and now it's not. <laughs> so, like, obviously, I'm with parents at the moment, and I was watching SmackDown How Live. How is that obvious? Brother, wedding. <laughs> yeah, he enjoys it. <laughs> but anyway... Um, so I was watching SmackDown, and my mum came down at this point, and it was just like, oh, this is that thing where you really <laughs> hope <laughs> that like they never come in at a good moment, <laughs> other people. <laughs> and I was, that's why I was thinking, please don't puke, please don't puke. <laughs> and then it was, then afterwards, it's like, oh, well, we've got Charlotte Flair versus Carmella next. <laughs> what what points in this show would you have wanted your parents to come down and be like, yeah, check out how cool wrestling is? Like there's like a 30 minute section here where you could not have your parents. Like even the Carmella Charlotte match, you're like, Carmella's okay. Charlotte's really good, but like neither of them really wear clothes. And so main, like the main event match was fine. The reveal at the end of the show was uh, <laughs> like even if you didn't know who these people were, like the uh, the way the main event was kind of done was a bit. Like, it basically wrestles in his underwear. Like, it's not really a great show for your parents. And immediately I'm like, why are you doing another Roman Reigns versus Authority story? We've already done this. <laughs> the fans threw it about the building. Who? When? Where? <laughs> oh, that's a spoiler. Shit, for the latest one. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't... Nah, that, we, we can talk about it when we get to it. Get Just, that's, not, that's not a Roman versus the Authority thing. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Well, see about that, sir. I challenge you to a duel. Uh, Sorry. I got taken over by Kerry Ewers for a second. This never ends well for me. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so we got Charlotte Flair defeating Carmella. Then we got oh, Lars okay. Sullivan. Yes, yeah, so and then Lars Sullivan showed up, and we talked about him like three times already. <laughs> so I think oh, my it's God. Like, Way too much for him. Yeah, so we, I feel like we move on, even though our truth is still... But I'm enjoying our truth I feel like I'm enjoying him way more than I have... Like, and I should be. <laughs> it's fantastic. If we could change the podcast name, I'd change it to Perfect Truth. 
<laughs> the perfect truth. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was thinking of making the title about me. <laughs> All about <Wow>. me. Wow. <laughs> uh, we can do a temporary two-month name. <laughs> no one burn leaves. Like, Imp's Amazing Show, starring the implications. For <laughs> you listeners. Uh, yeah, it, well, especially I am on a Thursday, so I fly down the news list pretty quickly. <laughs> so... Women's wrestling. Oh yeah, so we moved on past the thing. Past <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Charlotte. Uh, I'm on the wrong. I feel like I'm on my page. Yeah, so we get the advert for the Shield thing. Oh, Becky, I knew something came up. I was trying to remember what it was. Yes. Uh, the the clusterfuck of like 400 women. Yes. Yeah. So this was the moment everybody realised, like Jesus Christ, this roster is overly stacked. <laughs> and they've got, like, maybe one segment each show. <laughs> this is going to be very interesting. But, yes, so we got Ember Moon coming out first, which was, like, got like a good pop, very good pop for Ember Moon, which is nice to see. Like this, I even am, though she's not really been used. That the I'm so still, glad uh, Ember and Oscar are on the same show. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, they've immediately put Oscar in a fucking tag team. So it's that weird thing where the initial reaction is, of course, you put the two Japanese ladies together. Oh, my God. But then my with, other... With a British mouthpiece. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's one of those things where, yes, I feel like the actual delivery of it will be fine <laughs> because uh, Paige is good on the mic and th- those two will, are going to be Japanese ass kickers. So I guess I'm fine with that. However, the other part of it for me was like looking at it in real life. Like, oh, I guess it also makes sense for the uh, other Japanese wrestler that's been on the roster for a while to help out the new Japanese wrestler who might struggle a bit. Like, that makes sense in a <laughs> actual workplace kind of way. <laughs> but Let me when go you watch the it, other I'm way and say, <laughs> we already saw Kari Sane in a tag team with another Japanese wrestler, number one. Number mm. two, it's awkward as fuck to have the British lady be their speaker. Come on. <laughs> Let's the the amount of colonialism we've had in the last like three weeks on WWE has been real fucking creepy. Number three, Oscar and a tag team is basically offensive. Yeah, that's it's, apparently that's maybe kind of done to rebuild after they just screw over so much over the WrestleMania build and just put them in a tag team with Kerry Sane and they win a lot. It sounds like a simple idea, but they have to actually have them win a lot, and I don't trust WWE to, to do that. I mean, if you had them immediately just fucking slaughter the Iconics and then just go back and forth between Raw and SmackDown defending those titles, that's the only way I say that's okay. <laughs> only way. Because there's nobody in any of these tag teams that should be able to stand up to Asuka. So, so I know they both wrestled together in stardom in Japan, but I, I, I don't know if they ever properly teamed together like Aisha and her did as the, as the Sky Pirates. I don't know if they ever did it like to their degree, so I don't know what their chemistry's like. But of course, like, you saw it immediately with Shirai and Zane's uh, yeah. you know, way they worked together. Like You knew they've worked together a lot <laughs> before getting to WWE. I don't... And I know they have worked together, but I don't know to what degree. So there will be some kind of uh, cohesion, but I don't know to what level. I mean, they already <laughs> had a good setup to Kyrie's finisher, so that's yeah, already that's, more, more yeah. tag team cohesion than, you know, half the teams on Raw and SmackDown. That's actually true, yeah. Well, Rick, ricochet, Ricochet and Alistair Black. Yeah, they're still just those two NXT guys <laughs> that are a team, I guess. <laughs> Even though the match at TakeOver was amazing, obviously, because the tag team matches in NXT are like all great, <laughs> but yeah, it still feels a little bit weird. 
so the new women's tag team champions proceed to both get pinned on Raw and then get their asses kicked on SmackDown. Cool. And don't forget, Bailey's now there as a singles wrestler. Boo! The, the Montreal <laughs> crowd booing the ever-loving shit out of her was so funny. So, and she's just, like, ignoring it, too. Yeah, because she's meant to be the plucky baby face. <laughs> and so she's not, she can't tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And I like that little reference where she's talking to Becky, and she's like, yeah, we haven't seen each other in a while. This is awkward. Like, yep, a little bit. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be awesome when you two have a feud, but, you know, in the meantime, it's just funny. I love that the way that they mix up the, the four horse women, but now Sasha's all alone. Yeah, no one there beside her. All the problems have all gone. Just surrounded by enemies. <laughs> Maybe we can get an next Sasha finally. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe. Oh, that, yes, that's my. This is still peak Sasha. Yes, she had those uh, main event matches with Charlotte, which tried to up the ante every single time. But character-wise, yeah, we're heel against Bailey in NXT. It's just, it's just that was her peak <laughs> character. And uh, we, making actual legit awesome wrestlers her minions. Like mm. Becky was her minion. Charlotte was her minion. You know, she yeah. and Summer Rae were a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I um, appeared on the um, Jeremy Donovan. Uh, Jimmy Dolphin, that's I've already made that mistake. James Boyd, both names begin with J. Apparently, that's enough for me. <laughs> James, James Boyd's NXT show over Social Suplex. And uh, I had to be watching old NXT. And it was so weird seeing Sasha and Charlotte, <laughs> just in that early period where Bailey is, is just, she's just coming along. She's still hugging legends because she's marking out. <laughs> uh, that was and, great. I'm so sad that Becky didn't get a hug. She's like, nah, I'm yeah. good on hugs. Well, like, what the it? fuck, Bailey? Was it somebody said do you want a hug or something? Yeah, Becky's like, do you want a hug? And Bailey, Bailey's like, nah, I'm good. Well, we know inside because we all know inside she's like, yes, please. <laughs> but no, she shouldn't. I mean, come on, one time, just go hug her and then Bailey to belly her. <laughs> come on, do it. Yeah, people have been calling for a heel Bailey, and it's. A lot of people have very wild, different uh, opinions on how that should go. Like some it people say, that's just making an impact. <laughs> so I think some people that suggestion. I saw someone suggest they should. She should be like Doink. <laughs> With like oh, Jesus, as in still really plucky and chirpy entrance music and everything. But uh, you're right, evil bastard. <laughs> Sammy Zayn. <laughs> that's a point. <laughs> Although he's he's more the dick. In a way, <laughs> but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does a bit of Chris Jericho, where he comes out and just dances to his music for absolutely ages and then leaves. I can see him doing it. They've accidentally set it up <laughs> with this Montreal crowd. Uh, so one thing I keep forgetting: the Hardy Boys are the tag team champions. Uh. Which it's one of those things where it happened last week. It's just that reaction of what is going on? <laughs> this is pure WWE where the Usos have got all this momentum after finally winning uh, a proper, uh, in a proper match at WrestleMania and they immediately lose the titles. Turns out that's because they were going to Raw. Uh, so suddenly that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was about to say you could just have the Usos stay the champs and then like have them and you know, B-team number three swap teams so you switch mm. the titles over. But Technically, they are the SmackDown Tag yeah. Team Championships. You can't really have them on Raw. I mean, that Come would on, be... You do, like, a backstage segment where they trade the titles. <laughs> Although, that would be great. <laughs> Just to have the SmackDown champs on Raw and the Raw champs on SmackDown. <laughs> Just for new people trying to get into the WWE. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so like, what is happening? <laughs> uh, uh, are we on to the main event? I think we're on yes. to the main event. Yes, we're on to the... 
Well, do you, do, you want to talk, do you want to talk about the main event match? Or Well, first we've got the Buddy Murphy thing, which carried on the 205 Live thing. Cause we didn't talk about Cedric Alexander getting drafted to Raw. Uh, they each got like a video package or Buddy Murphy got to talk. Um, yeah, I feel like this is what 205 Live should have been all along. And maybe if it was, never wouldn't have left. As in, he should have done what's happened to Ali, Cedric Alexander and Murphy. But him leaving might have actually instigated their ability to do this. So it's a weird one. But... Uh- I mean, Great. he was long enough away from when that happened, or far enough away in time. Yeah. It's like a year later. It's not like, that's you know, point, CM yeah. Punk left and Daniel Bryan's immediately in the main event. <laughs> I think that's a very good point, yes. It's not an immediate impact. It's such a long time that it could have... But, yeah. you know, it was also a brand new show, to be fair. So, you mm. know, it takes some time to gestate. But the fact that there isn't a ceiling anymore, that's massive. That means... To, so, to we, be determined. We'll talk about yeah, that. I mean, what has Ali week. actually done since he got promoted? Um, he's wrestled good matches in that set of great wrestlers. He murdered by Samoa Joe. <laughs> oh, God, he did get absolutely murdered by Samoa Joe, didn't he? Uh, <laughs> then sent to the pre-show where he got absolutely murdered by Paul Strowman. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. loses a lot. So let's, let's not say that there's no glass ceiling, but the fact that they are getting called up and put against mm. you know legit wrestlers is a yeah. good sign. Yeah, and we see uh, how great so, they can wrestle. So, so Kingston, actual main event? Yeah, obviously it means skipping the match and going to the actual... New Day and Big O. Oh, yeah, yes, New yeah, uh, Kobe Kingston. Uh, I realised the results say Biggie and Kevin Owens. I see that. No mark. <laughs> no <laughs> bad mark. Bad. <laughs> yeah, Kobe Kingston, Javier Woods, and Kevin Owens versus the Foreigners. Who already established up their name? <laughs> well, yeah, uh, bad uh, we didn't say it at the very beginning, but I'm going to say it. Xavier Woods complaining that like all of his up up down down people got <laughs> moved yeah. from from SmackDown and he better get Tyler Breeze on SmackDown. I'm like Tyler Breeze, they better show a fucking graphic of him coming over to SmackDown now. <laughs> you can't call that shit out and then not do it. Come on. Ah, uh, they're not doing it. <laughs> the they're not doing it. Like uh, Tyler Breeze now got his hair cut, and I guess that's the end of whatever's going to happen to him. Uh, I don't know. Come but, on. Sometimes that's enough. Come yeah. on. <laughs> But yeah, um, that was hilarious. <laughs> but the match itself was, I feel like, fun main event to kind of end the shake-up on kind of feeling. Like, not really that much at stake. It was just a fun match. SmackDown was great. They told the story of, like, how do we replace Big E for a night? And they had, like, four segments, and that was the through thread for the entire show, and it made the show feel like a real show. Raw did not feel like a real show. Yeah. Raw was a collection of weird-ass segments that made no sense. SmackDown <laughs> was a show. That's very cool, and that's why SmackDown has been better than Raw for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yes. Raw feels like a convoluted mess that has been rushed or written at last minute, or things have been changed just before it's going live or whilst it is live. Is that you, it feels like that's happening, <laughs> and you feel like you're seeing it on the screen just because things yeah. just don't make sense or follow through, or you forget really important stuff, or you just drop angles, or you rename them the Viking Experience. <laughs> we need a continuity manager. <laughs> yeah, again, they are hiring. <laughs> if you're good at continuity, apply for the job, <laughs> please. <laughs> Last match of the night. So then we got Vince McMahon, Big Vinny Vinny, coming bah, out. Bah. Oh, well, that was after we got the Bray Wyatt thing. <laughs> but there. We don't care about Bray Wyatt. So the uh, announcing the biggest or the biggest talent acquisition in SmackDown history, the Jumbrol. Yes, not, out- not Batista. Not champion oh. Batista. And not, as everyone was predicting, not the big show. 
<laughs> oh my god! Like in terms of Elias being the troll person, like Big Show would have been the genuine. <laughs> it would have been so troll. good. Like literally just drafted the biggest wrestler they've had. <laughs> it would have been hilarious. That would have been great. But no, Elias comes out and he's the actual troll person coming out. It's one of the things where immediately you're like, I know beat for beat where this is going, but I like Elias, <laughs> so this is fine. <laughs> I love it. Elias gets a little rub because Vince is like, yeah, you're the man. And Elias is like, I am the man. Thank you. And Elias has had some really cool segments lately and, you know, mm. getting some, some main event time, even if he's getting clowned by the eventual actual draft pick is great. The fact that Vince didn't know who was getting drafted, he's like, oh, man. SmackDown's almost over, and I know Roman's on the show, but he hasn't come out yet. This is probably fine. I mean, Vince is clearly yeah. going senile in character. So we said earlier, <laughs> how did Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns know AJ Styles was getting drafted? <laughs> this is the ab- absolute opposite. <laughs> how did Vince McMahon not know? He's like, Roman I didn't draft. write this. <laughs> of course, and all of the authorities are heels. So who would have drafted Roman Reigns? <laughs> no, Triple H is not a heel. Oh, yeah, he's recovering from... He's I don't know, the uh, one that's a face. Yeah, it must have been him. <laughs> because they've not had any feuds which would convolute that and not make any sense. <laughs> yeah. He kept getting his ass kicked and being like, Triple H, I want to match. And H was like, yeah, too, fine, go for it. Like, H is a face. <laughs> it's the only way it makes sense that this happens. <laughs> but as we said, don't... WWE's at a point where it's fine. You just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. <laughs> I mean, back, SmackDown's fine. We, we, we won't oh, yeah. say it's fine, but SmackDown's fine. So Roman comes out, obviously beats up Elias, gives Vince a Superman punch, which is awesome. The crowd popped hard oh, for that one. Yeah. So th- this is what we set up earlier. The thing of me interpreting it one way, you interpreting it another. So I immediately the thought of the Kevin Owens thing where Kevin Owens headbutted Vince McMahon and then there was a feud with Shane McMahon and whatever uh, that uh, had in a cell and the Kevin Owens is, again, he felt like he was going to leave something great and then of course WWE happened and it didn't. But, so that's what it kind of reminds me of that. And of course the other thing is uh, anyone who attacks one of the McMahons immediately enters a story with them if they're not in it already. <laughs> they're like a black hole. Yeah, it just like sucks them Don't in. enter their orbit. Oh, that was, that was a topical reference, Bird. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so my view of it was that like he's just punched Vince McMahon. He's now going to enter a feud with Elias, but really it's a feud with the McMahons, but Elias is probably representing the McMahons in some way. I feel like that's what this segment was setting up. And I don't think any of those things are true. I think he was just mm. showing up and making the biggest impact possible, and you know, if you want to say it's a three years in the making payoff for the League of Nations screwing him out of his title, <laughs> sure. Because, you know, Vince was running the League of Nations at that point. So, but I that mean, would this be his revenge. That would be longtime character arc story writing continuity. Oh, I'm definitely just, that's headcanon for sure. I'm oh, just yeah. Writing that in my own head. But, you yeah. know, it makes sense. I don't think he's feuding with the authority. Vince is only on like once a month at this point, mm. anyway. There's no oh, actual yeah. authority anymore, I think. I think Roman was just showing up and making right. an impact. And who's he going to wrestle? That's a great question. So that, that was, again, that was another question I was getting is, is Roman going to be on the back burner for a little bit before being thrust into the main event, becoming champion or whatever? Cause it feels like that's inevitable. If like, if his leukemia doesn't kick up, that feels inevitable. <laughs> that that's Did going they to happen. announce Roman versus Lars or is that like in my imagination? I that's thought they not, announced that. I've not heard anything about that, but Ooh. Ooh, if, if you, 
if, you, if that's not in your imagination, that's a little bit worrying. <laughs> I might be getting that <laughs> this soon. Uh, yeah, so I'm expecting Elias versus Roman. Just it feels like a very natural transition into that. And he, I feel like Roman should establish himself on SmackDown first. So I do like the idea of on the back burner for a bit. Uh, well, as on the back burner as Roman Reigns can be, <laughs> as in establishing <laughs> like having a feature establish himself on the show rather than immediately go, "I'm champion now, bitch," <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So. Or however, he's probably not like that. <laughs> With the British thing, the person just going, I don't, I don't, some reason, even if I try and sound like I'm owning the word, I just never sound comfortable saying the word bitch. <laughs> it's just a British thing. It's not a word for us. <laughs> but so, the, the, uh, so, this is what I then turned the column into was watching SmackDown, seeing all of the talents they got. Was this superstar shakeup all to please Fox? Or Fox kind of been like a kick up the arse to WWE to reform and just stop SmackDown being the B show, we lift it up to Raw's level. Or is it literally SmackDown is now going to be the flagship and Raw's going to die down a bit, which brings okay, up a bit of a brings up a bit of a fear of oh please make SmackDown three hours. I'm planning to watch AEW's new show when it comes on and three shows of that length. I don't know if I can take it. <laughs> Are any of those premises true? Like has SmackDown been the B show for like two years? I don't think so. SmackDown has been universally acknowledged as the better show and more watchable because it's shorter. Mm. However... (laughs) The fact that it's on Tuesday instead of Monday is the only reason there's a ratings difference. However, it's still marketed as the... More as the flagship show still after all this time. And SmackDown's seen as the other show. How? I don't... I mean, just because people say it doesn't make it true. Well, I guess if you look at viewership still, SmackDown's kind of caught up with more though recently, hasn't it? Monday night, yeah. Yeah, mostly because Ron is cratered and SmackDown yeah. stayed steady. So, so, yeah. <laughs> well, when the shakeup, when like the first rosters and things happened, this uh, 2.0, there, yeah, it was still feeling of SmackDown for the fans, and we were tuning for that. Whilst Raw is more the casual audience, who a lot of people only watch Raw. That's still a thing. Where a lot of people only watch SmackDown more do it because they did watch Raw and thought it was shit. Just was SmackDown. Then it's more of a hardcore fan that only watches SmackDown, whilst there are a lot of casual fans who only watch Raw, which is a really weird mindset, I think, to be in. It's <laughs> just because uh, it's really annoying that... Well, not really annoying. It's, I guess, bad for WWE that Raw is still seen as that example of the product for people who don't really watch, because <laughs> in terms of quality, that shows the anomaly, not the example. True. So, SmackDown's solid and NXT's great. So, yeah. so Raw in my general notes here, kind of the big names, big picture, got The Miz, War yep. Raiders, Lars Sullivan, The Usos, Andrade, AJ Styles, Cedric Alexander, Samoa Joe. Those are the big names that they received in the shakeup. SmackDown got Finn, Ember Moon, Kari Sane, Buddy Murphy, Bailey, Roman Reigns. I mean, that seems like a blowout for SmackDown, right? And Lars Sullivan as well. And Lars Sullivan. <laughs> two people. <laughs> and who knows where Bray Wyatt's going? But those are the big names, right? I mean, you got Roman, you got Bailey, and you got Finn. I mean, were those the three biggest names that were moved? I guess AJ Styles is in that conversation. So three of the top four moved to SmackDown. Yeah, which is like that's just not happened in any draft or thing before. Like, maybe <laughs> they get one. Yeah, like, if they get any, they get one, and it's like you get Triple and H. They lose and three. It. Yeah, <laughs> like the guys you spent that last year building up are going to Raw. 
and you're going to get yep. one in return. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. So SmackDown definitely won, I think, the Superstar Shakeup, even though they lost in numbers. Mm. They, they made it up in quality. I mean, the issue is, for me, the only real issue with the Shakeup so far is just that Drew McIntyre or Braun Strowman didn't move to SmackDown. It's yeah, really felt, weird. yeah, they felt like guys who would do really well with, with a shakeup of their environment. Uh, yeah, but, especially Braun, but maybe they just wanted to keep them both away from Roman because they feuded recently. Oh, yes, that, that also yeah. makes sense. And of course, uh, somebody made the point of, I'm hoping it wasn't you, <laughs> but somebody made the point of uh, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns being champions at the same time feels pretty inevitable. But whenever that uh, happens. That was not me. Um, that's funny. But, eh, whatever. Yeah, it's more I don't of a... think going to be champ for a while. I mean, Kofi's got oh, the yeah. belt. Who knows? Who knows what the the storyline is even going to be there? Biggie's out. Who? I mean, Daniel Bryan wasn't even on the show. Who's the next challenger? Is it going to be Daniel Bryan? Is it going to be someone else? Is it going to be a face? Is it going to be a heel? Like, who even knows what's going on in SmackDown? Which is kind of exciting, but without knowing the implications, who knows what? You well, know, what the apparently. Apparently, both Sheamus and Daniel Bryan are, were, weren't on SmackDown because they're dealing with injuries. And, uh, I, didn't every, about Sheamus. I didn't know about Daniel Bryan. So apparently, uh, uh, people on Twitter were just like, oh, it's probably just, it's just, a, just a sprained wrist. Just a sprained, both, both of them, they're both just out with sprained wrists. Nothing more. Nothing more. It's not, it's not Daniel Bryan's head. It's just a sprained wrist. It's just a sprained wrist. Please just be a sprained wrist. <laughs> Please. Uh, no, so, or, uh, Sheamus was definitely a concussion from what I read. Oh, okay. Well, I know he's had little things like that. Oh, many injuries. Yeah. yeah. The fact he's he's one of those because uh, he he's got the thing that Tommaso Ciampa's got, and like he's like Tommaso Ciampa was like talking about him as a like a huge example of it. Like it can be a career-ending injury, but Sheamus is an example of somebody who had that injury and is wrestling. Huh. So, but it will affect him in later life. So hopefully not too much. Sure, you know, ten years from now, who knows what surgery is like. Yeah, we're all going to be cyborgs, aren't we? We're going to be 3D printing out new hearts. We're going right. to learn from that fish that can I'm, be... I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> uh, let's move to NXT real quick before we end yeah. <laughs> As I'm talking about regenerating fish. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Tangents. He's been bottled up for too long. <laughs> so, NXT. So, this is definitely worth talking about this week. Uh, bef- oh, no, 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 I'll plug that at the end of the show. So... NXT, do you want to go through beat by beat or do you want to talk about the important stuff that you thought was good? There's only like three things. All right, yeah. Um, I would say <laughs> the results are Lords of Pain courtesy of J. Cool, who has been a show on, I guess, on this show quite a few times. So, hello, so, J. Cool. Dream and Buddy Murphy wrestled for the North American Championship. It was great, of yep. course. Uh, <laughs> this is my first time seeing Buddy Murphy wrestle outside of a pre show in like four years. So. Very cool. I thought it was a little slow at first. It was the headlock battle, but then it picked up the pace and it, you know, just another classic dream match where he gets his ass kicked and hulks up and hits some cool moves. Buddy Murphy flying around all over the place. That like impact knee that he throws is really disgusting. Yeah. Great match. Really fun. And it was like, it was 15 minutes and felt like an NXT takeover match. Yeah. And I loved the ending as well. It was like quite such a smart way for Buddy Murphy to lose as well. Like uh, I don't know if he was, I don't know if he was if if he broke the count out of like a more respect thing that like I'm not winning this way, or if it was a I won't win the championship unless I pin him or whatever. But that uh, that like waiting to the end of that ten count and then uh, 
yeah, and then sliding him into the ring, taking the time, gave Dream enough time to recover. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not really a win unless you pin him. So I don't know why yeah. he did it exactly other than it's not really a win and I don't want to count out. But yeah. either way, yeah, it was a cool little moment that they overplayed a little bit, but it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I will also say I really liked the um, Street Profits little thing where they were talking over their music the entire time and then War Raiders came out and the music just stopped. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. I liked the War Raiders part, but I, as I mentioned earlier, Street Profits aren't really working for me yet. They, they have talent, but at the mm. same time, like I've never been into their matches much. Mm. And now they're like, their names are Street Profits, but then they were talking about going and checking out a new sushi joint and uh, one guy's wearing a suit. And it's just weird. They've got it's that a weird combination of things. They've got that full sale money now. <laughs> They've got the boots on them. But yeah, I feel like they needed a rivalry like this. And the fact they're getting it is probably, it would do them a lot of good just to get this kind of rivalry rather than like lower mid-card kind of things where it seems to be developing their characters a lot. This is finally, they'll probably get to show off their actual in-ring stuff, like at a high level as well. That's good to finally see. And of course, Hanson and Roe were called Hanson and Roe and they were wearing War Raiders shirts. <laughs> I've seen we got a pop out of so many people <laughs> just saying that. <laughs> uh, speaking of Street Profits, just real quick, I, I mean, the opponent that I associate most with them is Sabi Piscatelli, which is Tito Sabatelli. Mm. Is he still there? A few times. He's still there. That's what I was wondering. Where did he go? <laughs> he tore his pectoral muscle. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> appeared... Was this April 25th after losing to heavy machinery, suffered a torn pectoral muscle at the end of April and underwent surgery? Oh, right, okay. So it's recovering from surgery. That was a year ago. Oh, oh, oh. Where have you been, buddy? (laughs) Uh, He burns Guy, and he's not been. been Uh, God damn it. (laughs) Anyway, Gargano. Yeah, Gargano uh, out with his babyface thing, um, with his title and his. Johnny I like Bethany how they shirt. changed his Titantron. Like his face was slowly moving when he was going to the dark side with like that jagged mouth yeah. and the evil eyes. And as soon as like <laughs> as soon as Chapa's out and he goes super face, it just like all reverts back. They're like, never like, mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy Gogano. <laughs> I was a little sad that on the belt it doesn't say Johnny Champion. It does say Gargano. <laughs> I thought, oh, oh you could call it, you could put Johnny <laughs> Champion on the belt. <laughs> That'd be fine. You should sharpie it. Sharpie it masking tape. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so this was to set up the Undisputed Era running in and attacking and beating the crap out of Gargano, just obviously setting up the fact that they're going to have another match. I think so, yeah. Gargano was a particular smartass to, to Adam Cole. It was hilarious. The instinct <laughs> reference, oh, calling yeah. him a big baby. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam Cole is just like incredulous about all of it. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was really good. I want to see Gargano and Adam Cole again. Uh, I thought it was a little weird that Cole was like, yeah, I beat you. I should be champ. And I'm like, wait, what? Okay, you did technically win the first fall. I guess that's true. <laughs> and then we moved on. Uh, Dominic Dijakovic did a, honest, what they call him, Dijakovic. Dijakovic. <laughs> yeah, I, I will never remember his name. I'm sorry. He could so, be world champion. I'm never going to remember that name. So in the Indies, he was Dijak. That was it. I mean, yeah. That's nice and easy to remember. <laughs> Dijak, and yeah. that's like a that WWE like name. Yeah. And a WWE name, because it's like shortened and chopped up. <laughs> like, but, again, Croatian, 
Dijakovic, and I'm saying it like that. <laughs> so, he did not win in 10 seconds. That was way shorter. Uh, oh, 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 well, was it? It was a little bit of a pause, and then he spun and did his kick thing. He did his spinning kick, and then he got the pin. That had to have been like six seconds tops. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> stupid squash match, and then he gets on the mic, and he's like, uh, my, my family is why I'm here, and I'm going to win. You're not doing it in a deep enough voice. <laughs> no, cool. my, my I'm glad he does have the deep voice to match his body because some guys have weird voices. So yeah. at least he matches. Yeah. It's not surprising. Yes. <laughs> so uh, he's, North American Championship is what he's going for. Terrible backstage segment with Ali and Vanessa Bourne. Ghetto iconic. Cool. <laughs> I feel, again, I think I said last week that I feel like Aaliyah works in that team really well. It's good to see her finally kind of find her footing on something or settle into something. Uh, but they need time to develop, obviously, and work together. She's so, been I mean, in NXT for four years, man. She was like a baby. <laughs> At some point, you're not developing. <laughs> she was what? Like she was like 18 when they signed her. She was a baby. Not everyone's Tyler Bate. <laughs> Big them immediately. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, for me, it's she was signed so young. I'd never done wrestling, so they signed somebody. Apparently, she had some form of athletic background. And that was enough for them. And they now they're Patrick Clark. Thing. And two years later, he's the North American champion, the best thing on the show. Uh, he did have wrestling experience. Uh, did he? Yes. Yeah, he, he has wrestled before, okay. and he'd done some training, and I think he did a little bit of wrestling before he got signed to NXT as well, after Tough Enough. Okay. So, yeah. While Elia was completely new and green. And, <laughs> and still looks like it. <laughs> I feel like she look, if you look at her during the, uh, what's it, Breaking Ground, or whatever that was called. Ah, uh, Breaking country. Ground. You can see how like new to everything she is. Well, now <laughs> she, now she feels like she's advanced a lot from that point. It's one of those where you may not think she's advanced that much, but when you go back and watch how she was like four years ago or so, you're like, ah, okay, she definitely has advanced from that. <laughs> it is a lot smoother now, but still, her especially with uh, Vanessa Bourne, their chemistry's not there yet. But in the next they're in the perfect place, <laughs> and then that's why I find it really weird whenever someone chants, "You can't wrestle at NXT." Like. Well, that is about NXT. That's the perfect place for them. <laughs> I mean, don't don't tell them that. They'll get called up like Naya. <laughs> I think it was uh, Duke and Shafia they were chanting that at. So, yes, they were in the main event of an NXT episode, but it was also a six-man tag, and they didn't really get in the ring that much. <laughs> so, but yeah. Speaking of, Shayna Baszler, Carrie Sane with those two uh, ringside? Yeah. So, with the rule of if Carrie Sane lost, she that will be her final... We'll get any more future opportunities at the NXT Women's Championship. Oh, my. And we're like, well, she got called up to SmackDown yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like well, they, they probably filmed this a month ago. <laughs> However, having just seen the War Raiders thing, I think there's a few call-ups they weren't... The Triple H was not aware of. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so uh, huge stipulation. And the way it ended was... It seems I thought it was immediately I thought there's a chance Triple H knew about this one, this call up. So Carrie Sane may, may lose here and be this huge thing that then feeds into Aisha Rai challenging Baszler. However, it seemed to set up Aisha Rai accidentally costing Sane the thing, the, the uh, opportunity, and setting up a storyline between those two, where suddenly there's going to be a bit of angst and like Aisha Rai accidentally costs uh, Sane her cha- a chance at the championship. Like they're going to get one now because of Io think that's what happened i mean i think they made pretty clear at the end there that io interfered because she was protecting her friend and carrie never responded in an aggressive way like oh my god i can't believe you did that like she's just laying there injured the whole time so i think they were just setting up like a nice 
feud between Shayna and Io, and I thought it worked really well. You know, it's mm. it's an uncommon finish to a to a feud, and a perfect way to segue into the next feud without doing like one of those. Oh, we're gonna throw the next four women in the ring, and whoever wins <laughs> becomes the number one contender. I love that shit normally, but like they just did that like three times in a row. So I like them just setting up the next feud, and it makes perfect sense. So I liked the ending. The match was great. You know, these two have. Uh, one of the best rivalries in NXT history, even though, um, you know, the matches have never been quite as high profile as like Bailey versus Sasha. You know, they've always had a really good, really good chemistry between the two. And Shayna wins again because she should forever, pretty much. And I feel like Shayna Baszler is a top tier second half of the year call up. Uh, she should have been called up. A week <laughs> and a half ago, so, yes, anytime. My, my number one question has always been, do they want to do four horsewomen? And does he have to be called up with uh, with Duke and Sophia? And do Duke and Sophia have? How much do they have to feature when they get called up? Because of course, Beta can carry most of the load, and the Duke and Sophia didn't even have to wrestle at all. They can just be like ringside managers, and people will know who they are. Especially in America, where MMA is a lot more well known. <laughs> so, and you're still comparing them to Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte, and Becky, which is insane. <laughs> so those two have to at least. One of two things has to happen. They have to become a competent tag team or they have to establish Shayna as like universal level badass to go with Ronda being a universal level badass to carry that team. One of those two things has to happen. Mm. I would expect that's a next year's WrestleMania thing. So maybe Shayna comes up like halfway through the year and the tag team stays in NXT up until like the very last second. That has been my, yeah, that's been my assumption as well. Like, you have your first year with Rousey, and then if she's there for the second one, you do four horsemen versus four horsewomen. That was what my theory was. And maybe they'll call up uh, Basil, Shafir, and Duke at the same time to kind of work into that. Or, yeah, or they call call it separately, and just because Basil's so good, she can carry it on her own, doesn't need uh, (laughs) Rousey. (laughs) Hey, there's a women's tag team championships now, right? There you Uh go. You You could have all four of them have championships. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you can, yeah, you work. Oh, yes, that's a point. With that's the smack- great. Yeah, actually, yes, that's a very good point. <laughs> that would be a very that. cool follow-up in a main event for next year's WrestleMania. Not forgetting, of course, not forgetting that uh, Bailey is now a singles wrestler. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if she gets booed next week. Montreal, yeah, really. you're, you're crazy. We love you, but you're crazy. I don't know where they are next week. But <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I care enough to Google it. <laughs> nah, we'll find out. Michael Cole yeah. will say it 19 times. Yeah. <laughs> and when I get to write my column, I still won't be able to remember it. <laughs> so, right. Anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, next week, special <laughs> announcement? Yes. So, next week, it's not going to be just me and Burn next time. <gasps> so, I am doing a special recording for a certain somebody, and... Uh, with, and he suggested that uh, normally have him on the end of age today, and he made a suggestion. Oh, why not just do a super long recording sesh? <laughs> and he doesn't, he doesn't speak like that. I make it sound a bit like a novel. It's a sesh, <laughs> Yeah. You want, do you want to do? Oh, no, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> so it's three past three. <laughs> this is where I dwindled. It happened last week as well. <laughs> Immediately, my brain turns off. So. <laughs> uh, Next week, we'll be joined by a uh, semi-regular guest, uh, Clive, from the Ricky and Clive show. He will be uh, joining us, and normally when he's on, we focus a little bit more on the network. However, I've not been watching NXT UK, and well, well NXT's great, actually. <laughs> so we, we, will, we, will, 
we talked about the network this week, so we'll probably talk about it next week as well. Because I'm not expecting more Smackdown to be that inspiring. I'm, <laughs> I'm that I'm not motivated from this shake-up where I'm like, <laughs> I mean, long-term, I hope this thing could be interesting, but I'm not expecting anything great next week. <laughs> Just like an immediate thing. So we're probably going to have to talk about the network in a bit more detail. But anyway, yeah, so here we are. expect things to solidify a little more next week. This week was the uh, shake-up. Next week you expect things to shake down a little bit. So yeah. we'll see. Like the Big Back Game of Thrones again, it's the episode after the battle. <laughs> or in The Walking Dead when it's the episode after the battle <laughs> or the, in The Walking Dead when it's an episode before the big battle you're like why is this episode so boring <laughs> and then the next episode came in The Walking Dead like, oh that's why they put all the budget into this one <laughs> and nothing yep. left than the one before so you're following somebody making potatoes <laughs> some boring shit <laughs> we'll see what happens next week gonna be interesting three man booth yeah. three people booths always are great and perfect that's why WWE does them so Yes. And <laughs> and Clive is also going to be coming on to plug the show that I'll be recording with him before we go live then. So hopefully my voice doesn't sound too hoarse. I'm doing a mega thing. Uh, also, because it's my brother's uh, wedding 2.0 <laughs> next week. 2.0 because his fiance is American. So this is with the American half coming over for like a huge thing. So... It's made it's made what would be complicated enough super complicated. <laughs> so, a lot I'm of... gonna show you how it's done. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what if I'm gonna be able to get a column out next week. I'll try my best. I also won't. His wedding is on Wednesday. That is we- or wedding two point is on Wednesday. That is when I normally watch SmackDown. So I might I might pull a what Burns done in the past and just watch SmackDown like in that one hour because he got to win me live. So that might be the only time on three. <laughs> It happens, man. Sometimes you just got to squeeze it in your schedule. Yes. <laughs> so I am very busy. <laughs> so I might lack some column. I might lack some what I've watched, but I will do my best. <laughs> we'll just spend two hours talking about NXT. It's fine. And that's why having a guest works, because if, if I've not watched stuff, there'll be two other people that hopefully have. <laughs> so completely as long break. as I'm there on time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think I killed those 15 minutes very well. <laughs> I actually made points about Fox and I... But I talked about my column a lot. Nope. <laughs> Nobody that. listens until I show up anyway. <laughs> oh, that, that's why I get like two viewers now. <laughs> Every single week. Uh, uh, I don't know if you can hear that. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing Foley. <laughs> you're, you're not referring to your incessant coughing? <laughs> uh, yes, that, this is the aftermath of me sounding like a smoker last week. <laughs> This week it's just me constantly coughing while talking. <laughs> uh, AKA a normal show with him from Burn. I've always got something. <laughs> story. Yeah. Always. It's that weak British immune system. Or just weak Matthew immune system. <laughs> <laughs> so I catch everything. <laughs> anyway, I think we're coming to a natural conclusion. Good thing I booked three hours just in case if we spent the last like ten just talking bollocks. <laughs> so we're, we're like raw. We always go ten over. Yeah. So uh, before I get into my stuff, do you have anything you want to plug, Burn? Um. Yeah. Watch Game of Thrones on Sunday. It's gonna be fun. I'll watch it Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, because um, uh, the fiance's uh, parents uh, and family are coming over on the Monday, and uh, all of us, including the fiance, t- like she said it to their face, <laughs> saying, "If you're coming over Monday, we're watching Game of Thrones. I don't care yeah. if you don't watch it. We are watching Game <laughs> of Thrones." <laughs> That's right. 
You may be very confused, but we're watching it. <laughs> yes, you're tuning in in the fi- second episode of the final season, and you're <laughs> you cannot ask any questions of who's related to who, who doesn't like who. No, <laughs> none of that. That's right. <laughs> you're watching the episode. <laughs> to be fair, any real Game of Thrones fan would love to talk about that shit with a new person for like three hours. I mean, I'm just hoping there aren't too many sex scenes. <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole extended family, new extended family, people we've not met before. This is all this room. She's just breaking yeah. the ice. That's all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, and then we're all finished, really tense. Like, oh shit, the episode after this is going to be the Battle of Winterfell. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have been this episode. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, yeah, I agree with Burn. Watch Game of Thrones. It's very good. <laughs> can catch up on all of it as well. Yes. <laughs> it's all available, both legit slash not legit. It's out there, everywhere. Because the I great. was writing columns, but I can't write a column and do a podcast at the same time. Learned that from my first burnout. So. Yes. Lit- I'm well. doing a podcast. And, and of course, he works his name into his final sentence of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't get burned out, guys. <laughs> uh, funnier when I said it. Uh, you should end the show with, um, and that's me burned out. Oh. <laughs> so maybe you do the scene for the ashes. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, yes, myself and Bernard back next Thursday with Clive from the Wicked Clive show. Should be a fun show. Three man booths are the best. On his show, it's going to be a four man booth, so that's going to be interesting. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, anyway, but before we sign off, uh, please read my column. I put work into the Photoshop image. <laughs> so we ages. Read it, please. please. Please read it. I've, I've had six comments so far, which is actually really good for the <laughs> main page. <laughs> so that's good to see. Uh, and that's the, the engagement there. Yeah, I was always one of the people. This I, column was bollocks. <laughs> oh, you can tell the birds watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> this is bollocks, my lord. <laughs> wow. They have literally never said bollocks. Come on, man. <laughs> I think on a few ones back, I got called a liberal. And uh, I think my reply was, oh, what happened? Uh, I remember when we got called uh, commies. At least that one works internationally. <laughs> Liberals, uh, <laughs> that doesn't work outside of America. <laughs> it's all confusing in other parts of the world, yeah. Yeah, like, it makes no sense. Like, uh, anyway, so first off, before you talk about the Mueller report, read it. or <laughs> Don't talk bollocks, everybody. And watch Game of Thrones. And check out the other shows on Laws of Pain Radio to end the trilogy of things. Uh, Friday, we have Mad Planner Mazza with the right side of the pond. They'll be talking about other WWE things like us. Uh, Saturday's all about All Elite from the men who bought you WCW Legacy Series in Midfan and Shane Mystic. And that's why they also do the MLW Legacy Series covering that promotion. Sunday is the Doc Saves with the Doc with a wide variety of topics and fun with different promotions and things now that he's decided to customize his wrestling viewership because he doesn't like WWE anymore. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> Monday nights is Kingdom of Honor with Jamman and his friend Jeff talking Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Tuesdays is the Global Revolution. I don't know if they're still working through WrestleMania weekend shows because <laughs> there are so many. I don't know how long it's going to take them to get through those all. I can't remember what the schedule is. I should have listened to their show before coming on tonight. Uh, live after SmackDown is One Asian Radio with Rich Latter and James Boyd talking about Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Wednesdays is Sports Entertainment with Dead with Plans, Plans Individual. I got a, I got a late night face jerk. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Sometimes when I'm very tired, <laughs> my my face will just it'll just make a random <laughs> movement and make my eyes water. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna suggest you use a phrase other than late night face jerk. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. 
<laughs> I think I think I've won that one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, as I was trying to say, but now because my eyes are watering, it's a bit more difficult. <laughs> Bland Sports Entertainment is dead on Wednesdays with his personal take on the performance art reviews. Uh, very uh, exciting times. And next Thursday, you're with me, Bern and Clive. So that'll Best be day of the week. Best day of the week, Thursday. And it's 12 past three, and I feel like I've signed off not shitely. Well done, me. <laughs> so with that, before I muck it up, <laughs> with that, I bid you adieu, and so does Burn. So fancy. <laughs> yeah. Adios. Bye-bye. Hmm.